And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so so much for your belief. And ladies and gentlemen, your trust the jury, in us. The prosecution. So uh, I was sucking on a lozenge. My uh, voice has been on and off all well the last couple of days, so I apologize for that. But uh, but thanks for tuning in tonight to a very special broadcast. We the first hour we're going to be going over some very important information about the what we're seeing the attacks on the um, alternative media, but with a twist. As we had, uh, as, as I'm sure you know or have heard, uh, it's interesting, an InfoWars com- contributor, uh, Ted Mollick, had been detained in Cleveland yesterday, and Jerome, Dr. Jerome Corsi spoke about that last night. We're going to be getting into the process behind that, the tactics behind that. Uh, that's the first hour, and among other things, and then hours two and three. Steve Quayle, along with his son Tyler, are going to be joining us in hour two. That's fantastic. Hey, I've met Tyler and spoken with him. What a what a tremendous young man he is. Uh, some very important information in hours two and three with Steve, and then uh, hours hour two with Steve and Tyler, and then hours uh, hour three with uh, Steve, and going over some announcements that we have to that we're going to be making. And uh, uh, all of that said, I did appear today at the host of the the fourth hour out of sync a little bit of Infowars. I had a, a blast doing that. I don't know how many people caught caught that, but that was kind of a blast doing that, and uh, uh, gone over some, went over some pretty important information. And with respect to that, the war that's taking taking place right now against all of us, the, the look, they're coming for our guns, they're coming for us. The stated goal of the, of the liberal fascists right now is to take away our guns, take away our liberty, to silence us. And have you noticed and, and I just want to point this out. Have you noticed that the uh, now I swallowed the launches uh, lozenge? So thank you. <clears throat> Have you noticed that the uh, uh, the attack against the Second Amendment and the attack against the First Amendment are such a symbiotic? There's a, such a symbiotic relationship there between those two, and, and the the tactics of the left, the progressives. We are going to shut you up. We're going to make sure that you cannot say anything on Twitter, on any social network platform, and even some ISPs now are getting into the mix. So it, we can accuse you of any number of things, but we're not going to allow you to respond. <laughs> Those are the rules that they established, the progressive left has established. We cannot, we cannot we'll no longer play by those rules. And the last thing is along with that, with that censorship, You've got the, we're coming for your guns. And, I, and I'll say it flat out here. Anyone comes for my guns, I'll give you my guns. It's going to be bullets first. But, and, and that, you may say, well, that's, that's bravado. And, and you know what? It probably is. But it, it, honestly, there, I've got no other answer to that. There's no one that's going to infringe upon our rights. Second Amendment, First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights. That's the bottom line. Because after that, what do we have left? You start surrendering. You heard it 
yourself from the progressive left. We are going to, once we go for the bump stocks, yeah. we're going to go for, they offer us this, we're going to, we're going to take a mile. They've yeah. told you what they're going to do. They've already told you what they're going to do. Joe, come I on in. I don't know how many people saw that clip, but it was uh, one of the Parkland students, I believe, who said, they give us an inch, we're going to take a mile. You know, we, they ban bump stocks, we're going to seek to ban the Second Amendment. And don't think for a second that this censorship uh, has more than one agenda and one goal uh, that is attached to this. Part of it is to silence the alternative media, silence the people out there who are, are researching and digging in and putting out content that is contrary to their ideology and agenda. But don't forget, we have an upcoming midterm, an important midterm, 2018, and then another very important presidential election in 2020. The censorship is going to, I believe, is geared towards that presidential election in 2020. Just imagine, during the 2016 election, and, and we saw this to some extent, where Twitter uh, admitted that they blocked about 50% of the information that came out about Hillary Clinton and WikiLeaks. But just imagine where uh, 2020 comes along and whoever is running against President Trump and all of a sudden you're banned or uh, for bullying or censored from posting maybe even truthful information about that other candidate because they don't want that to, to get out. And I think the censorship is going to, we're going to see a lot of things tried in the 2018 midterm elections from the continuation of trying to label uh, people who believe in the Constitution and their, in their rights, first, second amendment, third and fourth amendment rights, that they're going to be labeled, you know, continue to be labeled as racist and on and on and on. We've seen them attack the word globalist. It's trying to say that it is a, a dog whistle for anti-Semitism. They're going to use this to silence any opposition to their political opponent, which will be their answer to President Trump in 2020. And just imagine, you know, uh, uh, how bad this is going to get once those elections come around when you are banned on Twitter or Facebook for criticizing or pointing out faults of political candidates. That's where it's going. But in the in the near future, they are losing the battle, the public relations battle, and they know it. More and more people each day are abandoning traditional media outlets. You see the bankruptcies in, in, with newspapers and um, the, the cable stations are struggling. Well, some of them are. Uh, some of them also are uh, moving to more extreme conspiratorial type content in order to, to bring in that sensational viewership, uh, the people that are looking for that sensationalism. But more people are moving towards the alternative media. More people are seeking information outside of, uh, you know, the, the mainstream, if you want to call it that, and they can't have that. So without having the facts or the truth on their side, without having the uh, public's love on their side, they're going to censor where uh, the attention is going in order to, they think by censoring the alternative media that that's going to bring people back into the fold of believing their lies, which it's not. It's just going to do the opposite. It's going to drive more people to the alternative media. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think we we are winning, and because we are winning, they are scared. You, you know, we, we there are what two uh, mechanisms: fight or flight, and there's obviously subgroups of of both. But we are not going to uh, we're, we're not going to fold. We can't afford to, because the fate of our country, our nation, is on the line. The fate of our children is on the line. When you look at this in a larger sense, the war, we are in an epic battle right now. We're in an epic battle, 
We're in the fight for our lives. And you, well, none of us, and I say this with, with a pure heart, none of us can afford to be or can practically be spectators in this. We are either, we're either fighting, or we, we, by, by not choosing a side, we've already chosen a side, I suppose. By choosing to remain silent, we've already chosen a side. By, cho- by, by choosing to, um, uh, to make nice or play by their rules, to accept their rules as gospel, we have already accepted, I believe, defeat. And this is something that, that it's, it's a little bit difficult, I think, for conservatives, for political and moral and Christian conservatives to understand. Because one can make the argument, well, why should we stoop to their level? It's not stooping to their level unless you frame it that way. And there are, ex- there are people out there who are so righteous in their statements that they frame it that way. Well, we cannot afford to do this. Now, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying, believe me, I'm just trying to be, I'm I'm not trying to say anything or do anything. I'm just being me. All right. Um, Just looking at this, assessing this in the way I, in the way I have. If we are to exist, we cannot play by the rules. If we are to continue to what we're, to do what we're doing, and that is the, the, for the nobler cause, of informing, educating others about the about the evil, nefarious deeds of the globalists or the the leftists, then we, in order to survive, we we cannot we cannot play within the confines of the rules that they have established. So that means that we must, by definition, by default, break the break the rules. We we can no longer play defense either, and this is one thing that Steve and I are going to be talking about. You're going you're not going to want to miss. Steve, the second hour to you know the last hour in our program, you're not going to want to miss that because I, I spoke with Steve and and uh, we've been doing a lot of things behind the scenes together, individually and collectively, and we've got a message. Believe me, we've got a message, and there are a lot of people who's uh, who are going to be taking, uh, they're going to be making transcripts of our three. Go for it, go for it. But the uh, we've seen enough. We, we've seen we've seen enough. We've seen the uh, prostitution of our young people by the liberal fascists in the form of the minions marching on Saturday, last Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was this past weekend. The liberal fascists who have decided that they will exploit their children in order to push their agenda of this communist utopia that's only a utopia in their minds but at whose expense at our expense you know the rights that we enjoy today as Americans and as free people all across the West were bestowed to us uh, bestowed upon us by God these are God given rights not, not man did not give us these rights God gave us these rights a lot of people forget that. A lot of people don't think about that. And to me, you're not going to take away my God-given right. Oh, and by the way, to, to the Christians out there who, or whatever religious ideology you believe, you are not going to exploit my God, and that's the God of Abraham, 
Isaac, Christian God, the God of the Bible, for your personal self-enrichment and gain. And you may think, well, wait a minute, wait a second, isn't that what you're doing? No, we're sounding an alarm bell. That's all we're doing, and we're trying to get the truth out there. Look, you read, did you read, I mean, you read, perhaps, uh, where'd I, where'd I put it? Okay, right here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you read the arrest of Keith uh, uh, Rainier in Mexico? No. Okay, Keith Rainier was arrested yesterday in Mexico. You might say, who's Keith Rainier? Why should I, why should I care? Keith Rainier is the leader of a Hollywood-based sex cult. He was arrested, I'm sorry, he was arrested on Monday. And he's connected to the Clintons and high-ranking Democrats, according to reports. You hear what I just said? Keith Rainier leader of a Hollywood-based sex cult, was arrested on Monday, and he's connected to the Clintons and high-ranking Democrats, according to reports. Now, right away, Snopes.com, RightWingWatch.com, all these websites are going to say, no, that's not true, that's not true, no, 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 hell no, 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 you, you fake news, fake news. Now, hang on a second. Got my dog all excited. <clears throat> Sorry, lady. NXIVM. This guy's ahead of this group. This you got to got to research this. Go back into the 1990s. Head of head of NX or NV, yeah NXIVM. Back in the 90s, this group that started. And check out the his girlfriend, ex-wife, whatever, uh, of this group. What she's saying. But here's the deal. She this Keith Rainier reportedly brainwashed women to be his slaves, branding them with his initials, subjecting subjecting them to menial tasks and chores, and coercing them into sex. That's among other things. Investigators had said that Rainier preferred ex- exceptionally thin women, so slaves had to stick to very low-calorie diets and document every food that they ate. That's according to CBS. As punished from punishment for not following orders, women were forced to attend classes, re-education camp. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Forced to wear fake cow udders over their breasts, while people called them derogatory names. But unsurprisingly, reports from 2007 have emerged showing Rainier has connections to the Clintons, executives and top associates of the Albany-based NX IBM. This is where the group began in Albany, in in, in the upstate New York area. Um, along with her family members, donated some thirty grand, twenty nine nine, to Clinton's presidential campaign, according to federal rep, uh, records. Reported Charles Hurt. Now, I understand. I could hear it now. Well, they just donated. They, we don't have any connection with them. Okay, when is the last time you heard somebody throwing out, throwing down thirty grand, and really not expecting a quo for their pre, uh, quid pro? You know what I mean, right? And I've got a smile on my face when I say that. No, uh, but the defense of this, over 100,000 people from across the country, they have contributed to Senator Clinton's campaign for for change, and regardless of who supports her, she'll always continue to stand up for what she feels is right. As I said on InfoWars, as I've said a million times here, you know, one strand of a rope does not make a case or the rope. If you think of the rope as a case, a court case or evidence. One strand is just one strand. What makes the strength of a rope are multiple strands. Consider each strand a piece of evidence or consider each piece of evidence a strand of that rope. Bind them together. 
and all of a sudden you've got something that could pull a tugboat or a tugboat pull a, a ship. It's strength, the totality of evidence, circumstantial evidence. At what point do you say, well, that's just circumstantial, it's just coincidence? Is it after one one strand? Is it after five strands? Is it after a thousand strands? At what point do you begrudgingly say, well, I guess, you know, you might have something there, as opposed to saying, oh, that, that, that's fake news, that's fear porn, that's, that's your, you know, that's not right. At what point do you make that decision? We're all adults, we're all reasonable, we all have, I do trust, we, we've got sensible, you know, reasonable sens- sensibilities. Rainier hired a uh, lobbyist back in 04. That, I'm not going to get into that part of the things. But Gillibrand, Kristen Gillibrand, this guy also has some some connections to Kristen, uh, Kirsten, I'm sorry, Gillibrand, um, in addition to Clinton. So you've got this coming up. Oh, and by the way, this. Those people listening and those people watching without uh, with small screens can't see what I'm holding up. It's a picture of Marina Abramovic or Abramovic, whatever, however you decide to pronounce her name. The spirit cooking, like spirit cooking fame, right? Now that appeared on Twitter in conjunction with the story. So Infowars reported on this, and and when I heard about this, it was yesterday, I believe it was. Uh, I, I, it caught my attention. And the more I looked into this, the more I realized that, wait a second, now the strands are falling into place. Because remember, do you remember about, well, it was November of 2016 when Anthony Weiner, his laptop and Huma Abedin's devices, more than a laptop, we're talking routers. Remember when the authorities, the task force went in and and confiscated certain devices from the shared residence of Anthony Weiner and Huma Abedin. And do you remember that, that me appearing and, and we, we talked about this, that what the, what members of the task force found on these computers, on these devices, made them sick to their stomach. And then it just kind of fell away. Okay. But not before, not before certain members were able to grab a copy of what was on those devices, make a copy of the information on those devices. And one might say, well, why don't you just, if you've got that, publish it? A lot of reasons, including but not limited to, or not the least of which is having it as an insurance policy. Anything happens to me, it's all going out. Now, it's going to come out eventually, but it's all going out. And because of that group is so so limited, it'd be like a small, it'd be like having a group of people at your house. You know everybody there. Believe me, there's only a certain number of people who've got this information. The identification of, of that person would be nearly immediate, and so would the ramifications. This will come out in, in due time. But follow the links between the WikiLeaks, Podesta emails, the connection to Marina Abramovic, but, uh, the connection to the spirit cooking and uh, uh, Clinton's, Epstein, 
And as you move forward now, follow it right to Keith Rainier. There are connections there. But unless you, unless of course you, you're an avid reader of, I'm not even going to mention the publication, then of course you, then of course you know that that can't be true. Joe? I got a few stories to get into that really leave a bad taste in my mouth. Let's start here with Laura Ingram. I don't know how many people saw this. Laura Ingram loses advertisers after Parkland student calls for boycott. Ingram apologizes. For those of you who didn't see this, um, this uh, David Hogg is, is not going away. He's still in the news, all over the news, ranting and raving about gun control and banning and, and banning the Second Amendment. Well, Laura Ingram responded to a Twitter that was put out by David Hogg, and it had to do with him not getting into college. He put out a tweet saying something along the lines of he was rejected by four universities, even though he had a 4.1 GPA. So Laura Ingram put out a tweet, David Hogg rejected by four colleges to which she applied and whines about it. Dinged by UCLA with a 4.1 GPA, totally predictable given acceptance rates. So what happens after that is David Hogg goes on a tear against Laura Ingram, identifies all of her advertisers, and starts a boycott on Twitter. She lost three advertisers. Three advertisers. Uh, TripAdvisor, Wayfair, and the pet food supplier, uh, Nutrish. They were the first to announce they were leaving this show. I'm going to tell you something about boycotts, Joe. Mm-hmm. Just, just a way in here. All right. You want to play that game. Look, it, it's going to, okay. This is going to go well beyond boycotts. Uh, you got a bunch of hogwash here. You got this whiny, snot nosed, green behind the ears kid that's being exploited and used by these liberal fascist punks yep. of parents. And shame on every one of those parents who exploit their children for the the advancement of of an ideology that sickens me. It makes me want to vomit. See, be one thing if he came, if he was um, if he approached this from a from a much different perspective. If he wasn't so hostile and, and so you know demanding and basically uh, with the mindset of uh, if you believe in the Second Amendment, you uh, are advocating for the death of children. And to go after the people's advertisers. I mean, and then for them to actually pull their ads from the show, it's just ridiculous to me. And look, this kid NRA, thinks he is some... But, see, but the NRA, look, look at that show. And conversely, they, they went after the Second Amendment. Keep going. Don't shut these people up. Let them talk. Because look look what happened to the NRA. They tripled yeah. their membership. And every... Well, let me tell you something. Every sponsor... Don't think for a second that, that any of our sponsors... Every sponsor that we have has been contacted and they've been harassed and they've you how can you possibly sponsor that program how dare you we're going to boycott you or we're, we're going to arrange boy it it not only happens to laura ingram it not only happens to, to infors it happens to oh, us yeah. yeah and but see this is the new battlefield this is how they're playing right and they're going to bankrupt us go ahead i'm sorry oh, you, I, that's you, not how it sounds you support I, the I constitution we're going to boycott your show and what's even worse about it is that the advertisers uh, are pulling their advertisements from the shows based on this, uh, you know, little unhinged kids' uh, opinions and, and his sensibilities. 
it is uh the, the world we live in is just crazy and then another story that really um <laughs> i guess it's par for the course but we talked about this for about half the show on the daily show pope francis there is no hell pope francis recently proclaimed that hell does not exist and that condemned souls disappear when they die in a pronouncement that runs contrary to 2,000 years of Christian teaching, the Pope is said to have made the statements to his longtime atheist friend, uh, Scalafari, a publisher of La Repubblica, CNS News reported. He goes on to say, uh, uh, the Pope says, it's an honor to be called a revolutionary. Uh, Scalafari is quoted asking the pontiff, if he's never, you've never spoken to me about the souls who died in sin and will go to hell to suffer for eternity. You have, however, spoken to me of good souls, admitted into the contemplation of God. But what about the bad souls? Where are they punished? The Pope responded, They are not punished. Those who repent obtain forgiveness of God and enter the rank of souls who contemplate Him. But those who do not repent and cannot therefore be forgiven disappear. There is no hell. There is the disappearance of sinful souls. All right. So, well, we so talk about the Pope, right? And this is the Pope. This is not an indictment of Catholics. Yeah, it's a Christian Catholic religion and the people, the leadership. leadership. That's right. So go ahead. No, this has nothing to do with individual Catholics. But how can it? And I asked this earlier. Is there? Is I guess the Vatican doesn't have a board of directors where they can decide, like a company does, that the CEO is being harmful to their, uh, you know, company, losing them money, making them look bad. Don't get any ideas around here. All right. Well, it's just mind-boggling that. This guy is the Pope, who can sit here and say things contra- completely opposite of what Jesus taught. Who do these people think they are, that they can just make it up as they go along? And, and I guess I'm not going to, we're, we're not going to get into this here, we're at the break, but uh, this is not the only story about a religious leader or teacher going way over the line. And we have news about a theology professor who talked about Jesus being a drag king. We're not going to get into too many details of that story. We covered it on The Daily Show. It's really disgusting. The guy turns uh, Jesus' life and crucifixion into some sort of sexual fantasy. And this is in a Catholic institution here in America. All that being said, this is the spiritual warfare that we're fighting on a daily basis. When we come back, we're going to pick up right where we left off, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Hagman Report on this Thursday. to our Thursday edition of the Hagman Report. We're going to continue this segment with news, and then in the next hour, we're going to be joined by Steve and Tyler Quayle. Uh, Steve's going to be joined by his son, and then Steve Quayle's going to stay on with us in hour three. want to make a quick announcement before I forget here. Usually, on the first Sunday of every month, to our uh, Patreon, Patreon donors, we do a uh, Sunday live broadcast, interactive broadcast, with you folks. And because Easter is this Sunday, we're going to have to push it back a week. So I'm going to, what is the date on that, Eric? Is that the 8th? 
I think April 8th. It'll be the, the Sunday following Easter Sunday. So for everybody who, uh, joins us on those Patreon broadcasts, make sure that you set your reminders for the 8th. And as usual, you will be getting an email before that broadcast to remind you and with the links to get in. Also, while we're doing announcements, the Occupy 2018 conference is coming up in just a few short weeks, April 20th, 21st, and 22nd in Canton, Ohio. Go to Coach Dave Live or go to Hagman Report. There's a banner there as well. And sign up. Uh, get your tickets now. There's not a lot of seats, so you're going to want to uh, uh, get them as soon as possible. And that's in Canton, Ohio. Again, go to Coach Dave Live. Before the break, we were talking about the Pope. And up on Hagman Report, there is the article of the Pope saying there is no help. And next to that, there is also another article. Now, I'm not going to read, as I did on The Daily Show today, the quotes from this person who has said Jesus was a drag king with queer desires. A theology professor at a Catholic college is making some bizarre, some would even say blasphemous statements about Jesus Christ. And they say some would even say, well, they definitely are. Dr. Kat Song, Benny Liu, chair of the New Testament studies at the College of the Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts, says Jesus was a drag king who had queer desires. He also claims the Last Supper was a literary striptease and that Jesus was not a man but gender fluid. And it only gets worse from there. Uh, if you want to read the rest, go to Hagman Report for the link. But how is the story about the Pope saying there is no hell and this doctor of theology making these statements about Jesus? Well, it's very simple. As I said, and, and we continue to talk about, this is a, a spiritual battle that we're in. And when you see how deceived so much of the world is, uh, it, it's mind-boggling. And we expect, as I said this earlier, we expect the perverted, the uh, deceitful, the garbage that comes out of the secular world. As uh, Coach Dave has an article up, the legalization of deviant behavior. That's on Hagman Report as well on the front page there. When we see this deviant behavior from the world, that's expected. And that's always been since the beginning of time. But when you see the church, when you see the Pope and all these different Christian denominations start themselves being the promoters of this deception, of this perversion, this is when we need to take watch and take our church back because it is in complete apostasy. And there are great churches out there, but so many of these churches are embracing these just anti-Christian teachings and ideals, and it is doing such damage to the body of the church that it's going to end up crumbling in on itself. It is absolutely mind-boggling to see some of the things that uh, pass for, uh, that, that are allowed to take place in the church, from homosexual marriage to transgenderism. We covered a story last month about a pastor in New Jersey who had a sex change operation and was welcome, welcomed back by his church in a celebratory mass as he uh, was a, went from a man to a woman and changed his name to Peter or something like that. And it's it's just absolutely mind-boggling to see how far the Christian churches have fallen between the ones who are scared to talk about the truth or to get into subjects to talk about sin and uh, things that used to be commonplace in church just 20, 30, 40 years ago 
to churches that have completely abandoned the gospel and scripture for this perverted, uh, inclusive teachings. This is something that is a, is a, for me, one of the biggest indicators of how dangerous the times that we live in are. But we can get off the, the church topics because that's just infuriating and get back into some news. Yeah, if I, if I may just jump in here, um, th- that's a very interesting, and I know Joe is keeping uh, very good track over, over that. He's, he's really on top of things as well as Sean is, is in addition. Um, that's something we need to pay attention to because as Christians, the, the perversion within this church is something that we all need to be very concerned about in my view. You expect um, it from the world, not right. from the church. Exactly, exactly. And um, when you see it coming in the church, you better take yeah, notice. Yeah, 100% right. Now, you had mentioned last night, and I apologize uh, for being a little bit uh, discombobulated here, but you had mentioned last night uh, about the Info- InfoWars contributor, Ted Mollick, being mm-hmm. detained. All right. So, uh, following the program last night, I had some contacts. I, I got some calls early this morning into this morning, which I didn't do my show this morning because I was – engaged in a, a lot of things behind the scenes, much of which, by the way, Steve and I are going to be talking about tonight. Steve and I and Joe. But we, uh, this should concern everybody. Ted Mollick is an is, uh, InfoWars contributor, and so am I. All right? Uh, I'm part of that as well. Now, he... I'm, I'm nowhere near this gentleman's. I, I don't have his bona fides. I mean, this guy headed the Aspen Institute. Of course, he was a globalist at one point. And he, he turned and said, okay, now, you know, I'm going to expose these evil deeds by these evil people. And of course, he's an InfoWars contributor, as I said. Anyway, he was over in London. And this guy's an academic a professor and, and uh, smart guy. So he flew from the UK into the United States, Cleveland Hopkins, Air- Hopkins Airport, and uh, once landed, he was escorted off the plane by two FBI agents. I don't know how much of this was made public. I know Jerome Corsi had an emergency broadcast last night, and I think I, I saw part of it today. And I don't know how much he got into this because I didn't watch the entire broadcast. Um. But the, but what what I know as fact is this: plane lands, two FBI agents escort him off the plane, put him into an interrogation room, and uh, the information, as this Mr. Mullock understood it to be, was the FBI was acting at under the instructions of the special counsel, Mueller, Robert Mueller and proceeded to question Ted Mollick about his relationships with uh, Roger Stone, with Dr. Jerome Corsi himself, with Alex Jones, with InfoWars, and with others. And why do I bring this up? Oh, and he, um, he disappeared for a while. In other words, he, he's not been in contact with Dr. Jerome Corsi. Now, uh, Dr. Corsi's ill, suffering from a pretty nasty case of the flu. But <clears throat> the uh, people better pay attention to this. And I'll tell you, for a couple of reasons. Number one, 
you can tell the blowback from the release of information by people who dare to take on the platform, go on platforms such as InfoWars or the Hagman Report, are suffering the blowback from what they are exposing. This is part of what Steve and I are going to talk about tonight. But I really want everyone to really understand the severity of what we are seeing today. When you when you are a United States citizen and you are living in the United States or wherever you might be listening to this broadcast, if, as long as you're in a free country, but specifically the United States, and you are pulled aside by the FBI, by ostensibly under or by the direction of Robert Mueller, the special counsel, investigating, quote, Russian collusion. I'm still waiting for somebody to point out collusion in the U.S. Code, the Crimes Code. I don't see it there. And that looked pretty hard. But when this is allowed to take place, if this is true as presented, then we are living in dangerous times. In fact, we also have been placed in that position. And I just want you to hear this. By virtue of our contacts, and you know this, I've said this already, we have been accused of being in collusion with the Russians. We have been accused of being Russian operatives. And you may, and you may think to yourself, you know, would you shut up about this already? I'm tired of you talking about it. Well, hold on a minute because look what just happened last night. And by the way, why did it happen last night? Why not today? Why not a week from now? Why not whenever? The globalists behind Mueller, the leftist progressives behind, the liberal fascists behind Mueller, are now picking certain fruit from the tree. He happens, he happens to be one of them. There will be others. We've been warned. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. The people who are engaged in this activity, who are engaged, who are dead set, to shut up the, the honest media. People you know. People that you know and listen to. Even InfoWars and us. To shut us down. They've turned on the heat. They've turned up the heat. And they're doing it as a response. As a response to what, you might ask? As a response to arrests like this in Mexico. As a response to discussions about Pedigate and Pizza. Mm-hmm. That's what they have to do. They have to turn it around. I mean, you uh, simple rules in uh, a war of public perception always, always discredit the person who can discredit you. And when you have the whole of the alternative media looking to put the truth out there, and you have all the mainstream media, the Hollywood entertainment political elite trying to promote their deception, their lies, of course they're going to attack the credibility of those people who are telling the truth. 
And and I mean they have. Uh, but we're talking. But Joe, I think I think this has risen to a level. Oh no, it's uh, a witch hunt. Uh, it's I mean, insanity. But it's risen to a level where where nor I really believe this to be the case. I believe that that normal people. I mean, I'm not normal. I'm just a uh, yeah, mad cow. Uh, no. Um, I mean, regular, just regular people, nine to five jobs, or that work that work their butts off, that post on social networking, post certain things on social networking, or happen to have a a causative uh, or, or a, a casual mm-hmm. uh, relationship with perhaps somebody such as Roger Stone or others, like we do all the time. But maybe maybe you just have one or two conversations. And, and maybe in the scheme of things, you know, you, you might say, well, I'm nobody. It doesn't matter because now they're going after certain people and, and at the base. at the uh, they're, they're going after the, the Donald Trump base. And I just, I just really wanted to. I, I, I told my wife, I, God bless you. That was Eric the Tech. I don't know whether you heard that. Wow, what a sneeze! I, I told my wife, I said, you know, it, let me know if you happen to drive by the studio and see a couple of black SUVs sitting out there. Have, have, a, have me a bag packed. No, I'm not trying to be dramatic. Look, there's ongoing surveillance. I don't know. I, I, good Lord, I hope I'm not talking out of school. Ongoing surveillance of Alex Jones, physical surveillance. The kind of surveillance, not not that, not the kind of surveillance where where you've got you know somebody in a in a in a van parked two blocks away that looking you know through field glasses, documenting your activities for a legitimate purpose. The kind of surveillance where you go to bed at night. They're there. You wake up in the morning. They're there. Yeah, there's the the two two types of surveillance: the types that you never see, and the types that that the people conducting the surveillance want you to see, so you feel that pressure. And you know, people might think, well, you know, Doug, it's an exaggeration. You're worried about uh, the FBI coming to talk to you. I'm not about worried what, about what? that. No, no, but. I'm just saying it's a well, fact. But from, go ahead. I see. I wonder what if there's something else going on here with this story. It just Which story? With, with uh, well, this guy being detained. If there was, a, yes, there it, is. It can't like, have, yes, there it is. It can't solely be about some bogus, you know, Russian collusion story. Okay. It just can't be. It, it, yes, it can. I can't. At, at its can. heart, okay. At its heart, that's exactly what it is. I mean, if they tried to stop me and and, and ask me about that, I would. I I would, I wouldn't freak out, but I'd tell them where they can, you know, find their answers. And you can do it from an interrogation room mm-hmm. on State Street. No, they can arrest me first because uh, I don't have they, to go talk to anybody. Look, you're exactly correct, but that's you're no in a constitutional republic in in a, in a nation of laws. You are exactly correct. So, so was there something about him going to London? <laughs> I mean, is that why I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into, okay. I'm not going to get into the backstory on this except to say that, because they could have done it here at any time. There you go. There, see, now, okay. Why not give him a call? Hey, Ted, Mm -hmm. look, we want to talk to you. Can you come in? And I guarantee you, now I don't know this gentleman personally at all. Let me, let me be clear. I don't know. I don't, I've never talked, I've never spoken to him. I've never never been introduced to him. Okay. Um, but, you know, I've spoken to Roger Stone, I've spoken to Jerome Corsi and, and Alex and others, but, but no, um, 
there there is something more uh but i'll say that i'll say this it's this is a tactic now that we're we're going to be seeing more be that we're going to be seeing more and more of and it's going to be against people that you would never think that this would happen but see the accusations and what and where do you go look at general michael flynn where does general michael flynn go to get his house back to get his money back sue robert Mueller. Right. Good luck with that. But, you know, when you are accused, for example, when you are falsely accused, you know that old saying, when did you stop beating your wife? Okay, where do you go to get your reputation back? Where do you go to get the money that you've expended on legal debts? Where do you go to get that back on legal fees? Where do you go to get uh, your business back or the people who once supported you now think that you're you're some money laundering douchebag excuse my expression and they they withdraw your support or or a sponsor that believes now that you you know you you just uh you're a criminal where do you go to get that those back you you can't put that genie back in the bottle and see the left, the tactics of the left know this, or the, the left, the tactics of the, of the left are out to do this. They're out for personal salting of the earth destruction. You don't have to announce that. Yeah, they are. And, so, and they, they have, uh, you know, drawn blood. Yeah, I heard that. Oh, okay, good, good. But yeah, I mean, there is no place. I saw this today that $200,000 has been raised on GoFundMe page for Andrew McCabe. Say what? Yeah. Apparently, there's a GoFundMe page that was set up. For yeah, I heard you first. McCabe. <laughs> and it has $200,000 that people have donated. Yeah, you know. This guy's got millions of dollars in the bank. Yeah, ask Jill for a loan. Or ask uh, Terry McAuliffe for a loan. And they got he's got people, uh, organizations left and right, looking to hire him just so, to reinstitute his retirement that he lost. I mean, these people take care of their own. And they're doing a, a really good job, a very effective job. How they're not in jail right now is beyond me. How Jeff Sessions and others have not lost it and, and just went after these people, charged these people criminally, the evidence is there. I mean, again, we have to say this. Peter Strauch still works at the FBI. Lisa Page still works at the FBI. Well, and that brings me to this. John Hoover from Utah has been identified as the outside D.C. Department of Justice prosecutor signed to Michael Horowitz. You know, Tracy Beans has mm-hmm. done an outstanding job in, in her investigative work. Uh, I can't say enough good about her. But remember the March 8th, 2018, just earlier this month, when Jeff Sessions was talking to Shannon Bream from Fox News, and the question or the statement was made that, that, uh, uh, well, here it is right here. Jeff Sessions says, I've appointed a person outside of Washington many years in the Department of Justice to look at all of the allegations that the House Judiciary Committee all members sent to us. This is in response to the request for a uh, secondary special counsel. So, well, come to find out now it's been, it's been, it's been released that, uh, John Huber from Utah, who actually was an Obama appointee, then, then resigned it, protocol. But then was rehired by Donald Trump after a vetting process. He 
uh, now is act- acting as a federal prosecutor and working in conjunction with Jeff Sessions. So, do we need a special counsel, or can this be can this be done via Horowitz and John Hoover? I, I, love I special, special counsel. I do too. However, let's let's go ahead and take this and run with it. But I do believe that we should have both. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. The IG report, and understand this, Horowitz is releasing an investigative report on the uh, phase one. Right. And, but that's coming. But let's phase two context. is... Yeah. You yeah. have President Trump under investigation by Robert Mueller, a special prosecutor with no underlying crime laid out as to justify Mueller's appointment. You have an investigation that was started with, you know, Russian hacking, then Russian collusion, then obstruction of justice, then money laundering, then back to obstruction of justice. No evidence, no proof. Purely a political witch hunt. Then, on the left, you have the verified crimes of career FBI and DOJ officials and Obama administration people from the unmasking to the exoneration of the Hillary Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton in the email scandal, to the Uranium One scandals, to the attempted sedition and coup against President Trump inside the FBI. You have all the proof in the world. You have the underlying crimes. But no, we can't have a special prosecutor uh, for this one. It would have to be a special counsel based on the special counsel law. But I get Robert yeah, I get Mueller should be fired. That should be disbanded. And a new special prosecutor should be appointed to go after Hillary Clinton, the Obama administration, the unmaskers, the FISA court uh, dupers, and, and all the rest of them. I mean, we live in the twilight zone. I, I do believe, look, I, I believe that, that uh, Jeff Sessions is probably, in my view, he's number one, he should never accuse himself nope. with respect to the Russia. Number two, I think he's playing by the rules, and I think he's too... Uh, He's too nice. I don't even think he's playing by the. I mean, he's well, playing by the rules, but he's not I, I even know, pushing the, the. The fact that he that he did name a, a prosecutor to work alongside Horowitz gives me hope, and I think that there is some stuff going on behind beyond the scenes there, and I do believe that there will be some some prosecutions. Here it is, um, but beyond that, you know, I look. I don't know. I do believe that we need a special counsel for the optics, and but but, but see if they tie in. The, here's the other part, and I, and I hope to do a show in the morning. I was tied up with all the backstory with, the, with, this, with this other stuff this morning, but um, which you're going to hear with Steve Quayle. But I do believe that that uh, there will be prosecutions, and I think that once the IG report comes out, and along with the findings of this independent uh, or special prosecutor working with Horowitz, I do believe that Mueller will be a target of of a criminal investigation, as will Rosenstein. And, and others, and I don't think that they will be able to continue to serve in their capacity, including Miller as special counsel. So that's, I think that that in the in the back of my mind, if I were to look at this optimistically, I think that that's perhaps what might be coming down the pike. So I'm going to post this on Hagman Report. I just found the article on Fox News. Fired FBI official Andrew McCabe soliciting online donations for Legal Defense Fund. Uh, he's soliciting donations for a legal defense fund. The support for Andrew McCabe has been overwhelming, humbling, and deeply appreciated. Melissa Schwartz, a spokesman for McCabe, tweeted Thursday, Unfortunately, the need for a legal defense fund is growing, is a growing reality. A legal, we need, we need a legal defense fund. Not, uh, so what does this mean? Is he preparing to be indicted? Is he preparing that? McCabe? Yeah. 
Is he expecting it, it, I, criminal charges to be or, launched? Or is he expecting to be, to be the litigant, the plaintiff in this? If that's the case, then, then well, it doesn't. Then it, yeah, it shouldn't be. Yeah, the GoFundMe page, sponsored by friends of Andrew McCabe, displays a photo of McCabe and his family. It says it has a goal of $150,000, but was changed to $250,000 after the goal was reached almost immediately. <laughs> Must be nice. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I, when, I, when I say that, I'm, I, I'm, I'm joking, of course, but you don't... You, yeah, it's... It, this is so bizarre, but but the war's intensifying. You've got you've got McCabe saying, "Oh, poor me." Yeah, right. You know? What's with the, the uh, poor me's? Well, I don't, I don't know. And by the way, none of this was. I, I said none of this, and with the conversation with Joe, none of this is to really uh, is to really discuss our personal plights. It's to warn, to act as as kind of the beacons, to let you know this is coming. This is coming. It's well, it's here. But it's going to get personal for each and every one of you. It was, I, I guarantee you, in some way, shape, or form, you're going to be affected more than you think. And it's not just going to be this, well, I can't post on Facebook or I can't post on Twitter. It's going to come in a more, in a more severe form to all of us. So I'm preparing you ahead of time because don't forget, we were talking about this a couple of years ago, uh, that this was coming. Now it's here and, and, and it's only going to get worse. Amazon, Bezos, uh, you know, f- getting kind of, Smack down a little bit. Do you think that they're going to take that losing billions and billions of dollars? So the, the people behind no. it are the, are they going to just say, Man, "We had a nice run." Yeah. So anyway, all right. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Steve and Tyler Quayle. We're going to be talking about the spiritual battle that we've been uh, referencing in the in the first part of the show. I'm sure Steve and Tyler both have their comments on the story about the Pope saying that there is no hell, and we're going to also be getting into transhumanism. AI and how this relates to the times we live in and Bible prophecy. And then Steve will be with us in the third hour of flying solo. But uh, father and son and father and son coming up next on this edition of the Hagman Report. Don't go anywhere. You know, when I was talking to my wife about uh, this hour of the show, uh, I, I told her who we were going to have on. It's, it's Steve and Tyler. And uh, she said, you're going to have Steve and Tyler on? Aerosmith? And, uh, hey, no, it was funny. Come on, you got to laugh at that. Um, I, I have a, I, I'll just say this. When, when I was in um, Branson, Missouri, Last September at the conference, and by the way, this next conference in September in Branson, you've got you've got to register because that's going quickly. But I had the opportunity just uh, to, to sit for I don't know, probably an hour, hour and a half, maybe, and just to get to know Steve's son Tyler, and it was one of the most. I, I mean, I still remember it to this day. It was kind of like the highlight of of the downtime, my downtime, is the conversation I had with Tyler. And getting to to really know him and just hearing, uh, having him tell his story to me, and getting to know him as a as a I mean he is a fine young man, and I have really you, you meet too few fine young men today. Uh, but his integrity, his character. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you something. I I was just absolutely blown away by his intelligence.
his his sincerity, his uh, and just how he kind of fits into everything. And that's Tyler, Steve's son. So with us right now is Steve Quayle and Tyler, his son. And it's kind of father-son, father-son, night to night on the Hagman Report. Steve, come on in. Well, thank you. I think Tyler just chimed in, and Doug, it's it, it's interesting because, you know, again, it's important for me. When people call my store and Tyler picks up, they're talking to, I guess, the, the smaller version of me, not small in size, <laughs> but younger. And um, actually, he's funnier than I am, okay? And, and the deal is... You're is very that funny I'm, when you don't try to be because I've laughed so hard when uh, you don't try, because sometimes you'll say things so off the cuff, so nonchalantly. I mean, you know the holidays we've spent and the banner we've had when I've I've literally thrown up at some of our board games that we've had because I was laughing so hard. So you give yourself uh, uh, too little credit in that regard. And Doug, you give me way too much credit. Thank you for that glowing introduction. I hope I can live up to it. Uh, <laughs> well, and not you, let your you, listeners down. I'll tell you, you already have, and and to to the listeners and viewers, Tyler is one of the, again one of the finest young men I've ever met, and and I've told Steve that a number of times. Um, although he's, you know, I don't know, I don't know what he said to you, but but uh, but I, I just I, I think you're a great young man. So thank you so much. Well, but I appreciate you, it. Doug. You deserve thank that. you. And I, I I so remember that 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 time in the lobby we spent and listening. Yeah, to, that was to, a good time. Yeah, you know, it was it, great. It was great getting uh, to really talk to you because I've, I, you know, my extent is this is obviously the first time I've been on the show, but I hear, you know, you're one of my dad's best friends and only good things. And I mean, you know, getting to meet you and talk to you that uh, that evening was really great. It was definitely yeah, one of the highlights was. of the trip as well. Yeah, indeed. So, and and your mom, she was such a sweet lady. Uh, oh, she's amazing. I, I, I got to tell you, I don't know, I don't know how Steve and I got so lucky. Uh, my wife and Steve's wife, you know, your mom is just, we're just two lucky well, guys. I, I knew, I knew like around eighth grade that, uh, I really lucked out in the parental department. I mean, I remember like, uh, you know, you'd get invited to a friend's house for, you know, sleepover or whatever. And I knew like, let's do it in my place. Cause my mom's an amazing cook. You know, my dad's awesome. I want home field advantage. I don't really want to. No, I mean, your mom's lovely, but she can't cook like my mom. So I knew I got really <laughs> blessed when it came to the the uh, parents. That's for sure. Amen. Well, this is such a treat uh, to have both of you on, uh, Steve. I'm going to turn it over to you. You uh, go ahead and take us where you need to take us because uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. We're excited. Showing well, up. number yeah, number one, I've been talking to Tyler about taking over the QCast. Ladies and gentlemen, from the time he was young, and I mean young, when he's reading Genesis 6 Giants and uh, reporting it to his teachers at a Christian school, <laughs> it, had, it got interesting. And, uh, you know, at times during uh, just the different time periods where he'd hear me on the radio or something, it was very, very yeah. uh, unusual to see a young man that had such a grasp. I think they went to Washington, D.C. on a field trip, and a couple of the uh, uh, mothers that were the chaperones got an uh, got an earful on what the yeah, Washington was, Monument we, was. We went to yeah, Washington D.C. We went to Washington D.C. for my eighth grade trip. Uh, you know, you had to sell a bunch of candy through like sixth and seventh grade so you could get your your trip to Washington D.C. on uh, your eighth grade year. And like, I guess it, 
that point, I had found, like, the map of how Washington, D.C. was laid out, like, by the Masons and stuff, and I wanted to make everyone aware of that, and so I brought up how, you know, all the obelisks were, like, uh, phallic symbols and all that, and I remember my eighth-grade teacher, Mr. Tosley, like, he's like, you know... Just just play that close to the vest, basically. Like, you're not wrong, but just play it close to the vest. You know, we don't need to bring up phallic films, because it was a Christian school, and, you know, I get it. But, yeah, it was very entertaining. Steve Quayle, Mr. Mr. Steve Quayle, to the uh, principal's office, please. To <laughs> meet your son. another time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Listen, Tyler. You know, again, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to get a feel for him because he's going to be taking over the Q cast, and uh, Doug and I will talk in the second hour of the demands that are coming up on our time for what we're taking on. But uh, Tyler, I want you, if you would, just take your your time, your liberty, and you don't have to yeah. speed through it. But, but what are the things that you're seeing? And, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, he keeps up on stuff. I mean, you know, he truly has a hunger for truth. So just talk until you want to turn it back over to. Doug Tyler. And yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, I've always had a desire for the truth, right? That that should be every you know Christian's goal. But a lot of I think what we see now is just complacency. And you know, I've been you know to take a colloquial term, red pilled from a very young age. I remember in kindergarten, my teacher Mrs. King asked me how my Wednesday was, and I said, well, you know, not great. I found out that Russia's got 70,000 nuclear weapons. That's a true story. And, uh, you know, ever it's been just kind of a lifetime of that. I'm not complaining. It's, it's been a, I couldn't ask for a better dad and I uh, couldn't ask for a better insight into things as they really stand. Because one thing I also learned, you know, growing up with dad uh, was the weaknesses of of the church, the common the common church, you know, dynamic. And I knew it was always great my memories from going to you know the organized church because I knew whenever like there was something real, I would always hear a really loud amen out of dad. So I knew like that was something to hone in on. I'm like, okay, that's all right. So that that point got the amen. We're we're good to go on that. So. What I see, your question to me originally was, you know, what what's my biggest concern? You know, I'm 29, and I see, like, this a generation gap in terms of knowledge and almost like a skill gap. And I don't see anyone, like, I'm really worried that, you know, with the way the, the, the voting system's laid out, like, if if the light bearers, so to speak, fall, who's there to pick up the torch? Because there is a whole generation that's even more lost. I think it's even worse than the 60s counterculture, you know, Timothy Leary and, and all that. I think it's, it's times 10. I mean, everything's breaking down. And now it's not even a uh, us versus them thing. It's every tenant and standard that has been good has been broken down. The walls are broken down. And that's fine in the eyes of the world and people my age. And if you have anything contrary to say to that, you get, you know, you're you're hateful, you're racist, you're wrong, you're ignorant, you're all of this and all that. And and there's been I remember Dad, you you have talked about this, the war on language and that even the language is changing. And it's going to get to the point where it will be 
and it already is in a lot of places in the world, it's totally illegal to proselytize the gospel. It's going to be totally illegal. And I was thinking about that the other day. Because I was just, I listened to a lot of, you know, I'm 29, I'm getting old, so I listen to a lot of AM radio, and just listen to the news and what's coming up, and it's, it's going to get to the point where the Great Commission is going to be illegal, and we got to be prepared for that. That's, a, that's crazy, especially since we've got the Democrat-Muslim uh, complex that are hand-in-hand, allies in crime, furthering each other's agendas and we're seeing what's happening in the UK that that already I mean if you're a pastor it's basically a death sentence because what what they don't tell you is even if you do get arrested in the UK and get you know sent to you let's say you get uh, because they don't have free speech anymore you know so if you say a bad word you shout or you swear which is now an arrestable offense in the UK uh you know, they will throw you in jail. But it's not like uh, a normal stint here in the States. You know, you get a six-month sentence, even as horrible as that is. It's a death sentence because all the prisons, I forget the exact statistics, but the prisons in the U.K. are so filled with Muslims, they are like little Muslim uh, terrorist training camps. There was a story uh, a couple months ago where I think a guy put some bacon around the the door latch to a mosque and they arrested him for, you know, whatever, 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 hate, racist, whatever, you know, words. And uh, they put him in jail and he died. They killed him. The Muslims killed him. So it's it was a death sentence because they knew where they were sending him. The judges there are, are I would say, as corrupt, if not more corrupt than the ones we have here. There's no more justice in the land. And the ultimate justice, Christ, it's now getting more and more illegal to do what we were commissioned to do. So that's the big thing, is to me the war on words, the very words that we're using. I've never known a time in history when love and hate are so misconstrued, misappropriated, and twisted that they've lost all meaning. And that's, that, that's wild. That's, I, I don't even know. I mean, does that, does that make sense, what I'm saying, Dad? Well, yeah, and I think that, you know, here's the deal. You know, Michael Savage, and Tyler called in to Michael Savage one day, and I think, Tyler, you've been listening to, to, to Michael Savage, but Michael Savage said probably one of the most profound things in the world, Doug, and he's banned, obviously, from Great Britain. He's banned from Fox and everything. The guy's a, the guy's a genius, in my opinion. He is the smartest guy in understanding history, but he made a real simple statement. Borders, language, culture. And I submit, and I think that's what you're trying to say, Tyler, is that they've taken away, you know, our borders, obviously. Our language has changed, and so, you know, hate speech now is the truth, and a lie is acceptable uh, social behavior. Our culture And hate speech is, being... is, is the, the definition of hate speech has been expanded to, it's like Orwell's Newspeak. It, it encompasses anything that the radical leftist agenda wants it to. And there's no trial. It's just a trial by mob. It's mob mentality, liberal mob mentality. And you're tried and immediately convicted. And it's, it's, it's still right now 
it's getting more violent, absolutely, with Antifa. But I would say it's still more in the uh, war of words stage, where we're quicking, quickly moving towards full-on civil war. And I, it's not the right that's going to start it. I mean, it's going to be the left, and it, 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 it'll humiliation will precede execution. I think they'll can, can, can try I ask? And, yeah. May, may I ask, and Stephen, both uh, ask. I'm asking you both because Joe and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, Tyler and Steve, will this, will this, what we're seeing, will this erupt into a civil war, or will it be a revolution, uh, or both? What best describes this? Go ahead, and Tyler. Can, I think we're heading towards. I think we're heading towards full-on civil war. I think that if we look at South Africa, uh, that is what we'll see here. Because the because we ha- the country has been sprayed with not pesticide I would call it Obama side and race relations have been sp- set back worse than they ever have been just absolutely the worst it's something a dark miasma has come over the country in terms of race relations and I've never seen anything like this and it's getting to the point where standing up for your your family or your friends or your culture is deemed racist, which is then deemed a punishable offense. And then you look at South Africa where the, the main guy wearing the beret or whatever is that, you know, we need to cut the throat of whiteness. So it's absolutely going to get violent. And now and that goes hand in hand with the giant anti gun push that they're pushing. I mean it, You'll hear the argument, well, what do you need, you know, guns for? It's not like you're going to fend off the government. Well, yeah, I may not be able to fend off an Abrams, but I can, you know, certainly fend off a group of, uh, scoundrels. You know, I take my chances with the scoundrels over the, the M1 Abrams. It, so it, it, it's just, it's so clear if you see what you're, if you know what you're look, looking for, but it's, it's the most insidious, seditious, uh, treasonous thing I've ever seen coming out of Washington. The the agenda that the Democrats are pushing. Tyler, let me let me ask you this. You mentioned the hate speech laws that we you know what we see in Europe, and obviously here in America we have the First Amendment. Now we know that the the uh, insane liberals and their ideology uh, has a big voice because of the media and entertainment industry uh, parroting that ideology. Do you believe that? Americans would put up with the, I guess I'd say, abolishing of the First Amendment to the point where we would have hate speech laws like we see in Germany or the the EU. That's our last bastion of hope is the First Amendment. I mean, you had uh, the the ex Justice uh, Stevens right calling that we should you know abolish mm-hmm. the Second Amendment that it's antiquated. It's not a stretch that if this rhetoric and and this stuff keeps spreading, this cancer of of uh, Islamic liberalism, I call it, the hybrid that we have, it's, uh, it, it could get to that. I mean, it, obviously, you have constitutional limits in place for what it would take to you know, procedurally revoke the First Amendment, and I don't think that's n- near, but uh, I think you would see almost a leftist overthrow if they could. I mean, the the catalyzation, the polarization of, that Trump has had on the country, I've, I've never seen anything like it. I, something happened. <laughs> I mean, the frequencies got changed. Whatever they're beaming into the air, people got tuned up to 11. Because I was talking to Dad about this. I, I was saying how 
now, you know, when I was in high school, 2008, Bush, right, uh, your liberal was still, like, reasonable. In my, this is total anecdote, totally anecdotal, you know. But in my experience, liberals were reasonable to, to an extent. But it's changed now. It's gotten louder and more violent. And that's the scary thing. It's something changed in the collective psyche of the left. And I don't know, you know, chemically what happened, but something happened. And it's like they they all got uh, hooked on bath salts or something. I think President I Trump yeah. happened. Well, I'm going ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. Well, I just want to say I think the uh, uh, they're just shocked and and taken aback by the not the message President Trump has, but that it resonated with the majority of the American voters and that they chose the president over uh, you know their queen Hillary Clinton. I think that was you know that trigger. Well, I agree, and I think that the the thing that again there are two ways to look at any problem. And in my opinion, you've got to look at the root. The fruit will always manifest and will be obvious. That's right. But the root, the root is the war on God. The root is the war on Jesus. The, the, the ice cream, the Canadian ice cream mocking Jesus, that so infuriates me that I, I have to, I have to stand down because if I really said what really is in my heart, you know, some people would say, I knew it. He's got a potty mouth. Potty we would get angry you have... emails from, from our language, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. We get angrier emails, Doug, if I say the crap word or I say bastard, okay, then we do, those same people won't raise uh, uh, even one iota of concern over babies being slaughtered, babies or children being raped, damn babies, children being cannibalized, okay? They won't say yeah. one word about bestiality. They won't stick up, and these are, quote, anonymous Christians, okay? Well, they, 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 hey, if they're anonymous, they better worry, because if their name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, they're toast. I'm sorry, they're toast. And I don't care if the Pope says there is no hell. They're toast, and so is he. So the point is, is that now we're at a, at a point, here's what I think changed. I think that America passed a limit in God's, if you will, dividing line, and the gates of hell open. I believe yeah. that there is a supernatural intelligence called the devil. The fallen angels are controlling all of their clones, literal ones, and those who they've been able to compromise, buy off, pay off, or kill off. That's what changed. And, you know, if you look at the prophecies of Daniel, you look at it also. So, listen, I'm a pragmatist when it comes to history. I know what is going on in history, ancient history, prehistory, and now current history. But the thing is, is that, again, we, we watched this over 25 years, and I want to I wanna, uh, just spin off or take a uh, jumping off point that Tyler said. <laughs> One of the very first things I ever did on talk radio, the very first, I, I would say this, the first or second broadcast, you know, and that was like in, I don't know, 95 or whatever when I had my own show started that, I said, as goes South Africa, so goes the United States. And if you look at the whole Mandela de Klerk, you look at how South Africa, you know, they were, they were one of the most wonderful and still are a wonderful country, but de Klerk, you know, uh, got dispossessed. He got bought off by the globalists. And, and at, 
at the bottom line, South Africa is one of the wealthiest nations in the world with its platinum, gold, uh, diamonds, all of the rare earth minerals, everything that's in South Africa. So the whole point in causing mayhem was to overthrow the white government in order to gain control of all that. So, Tyler, you know, what you're saying is true as, in my opinion, the fruit, but the obvious root is the categoric rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ and the embracing of communism, socialism. Let me tell you this. When Joe, when Joe Slobo, let me just finish this, Joe Slobo, uh, uh, basically the communists, and Mandela, they were responsible for the end of South Africa. And if you look at what happened in the United States, we've got the same thing going on in this country now. We have communists, we've got Antifa, but beyond that, we have a global uh, overthrow and taking away the last bastion of freedom is the United States of America. And one other thing, Tyler, and then it's over to you, is the the... First Amendment can only stand if we have the Second Amendment, and Google and all of the technocratic uh, hellions are doing their best to basically uh, silence those of us, Doug, Alex, all of us who are on talk radio, and we're going to be talking about that, Doug, in the second hour. So go ahead, Tyler, respond to what I just said. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. I I mean, it's unreal what's happening. you're totally right about it being, uh, you know, first spiritual and leading to, you know, natural. And the groundwork was laid, and what we're seeing is the total coming to a head. I like, you know, Alex has the his whole thing about, you know, the end game. We're there now. Like, this is the final stage. We've got full on, all the chips are set. They may not be moving yet, but they are all set against each other. We've got you know, nation rising against nation, ethnos and ethnos. The the racial thing has never been at this point uh, in history, and it's you know it's all by design. It's all by design. And if a kingdom divided against itself, or if a kingdom is divided against itself, how can it stand? And it's, I was thinking, you know, about what metaphor to use for Trump, and it seems to me like. I was thinking, I do my best driving when I'm, or I do my best thinking when I'm driving. Dad, I know you do your best thinking when you're in the shower. And I was likening it to, it's like what Jesus said about putting a new piece of fabric on an old garment and about how it makes the tear worse. And I feel like that's kind of, you know, a allegory to Trump's presidency. You know, he's the new piece of fabric and an old shambly cloth, which is our current government, and it's just causing a greater rent. Or the new wine in the old bottle and the whole thing bursts. I mean, there's you know, or the a good rudder on a ship that's going off a cliff. I mean, you can pick your choice, a metaphor, but something is happening. And I I don't know, I'm still working through this you know, was Trump our our last gift of God to, as a nation? Uh, speak, you know, speaking as a nation, um, or our our final uh, the, the final chance we have? I don't I don't know. I don't know quite where we're at there. But one thing's for sure. I mean, it'll be another miracle if he gets elected uh, for another. Four years, and I hope he does. I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. I have two Make America Great Again hats, and I wear them here around liberal folks.
Bozeman and make people mad, and it's great and hilarious. But <laughs> Bo, yeah, Bozeman's turned into a little liberal. Uh, by the way, Herbert Marcuse. And Angela Davis were in Bozeman, and and this was years ago, Doug, in the early 70s, and they said that they felt at home in Bozeman like they did on the Berkeley campus. I'd tell you even then how, uh, you know, many liberals there were in, in, in Bozeman, Montana. So, yeah, you know, it's, an and, annoying, and then, it's an annoying thing that happens. Liberals and Muslims both follow the same pattern of they leave crap holes, they go to nice places, Make them crap holes, and it just—it's a—it's a never-ending cycle. It's like the great exodus uh, out of California here to Montana. Uh, they follow—they follow the same pattern as locust. <laughs> well, and, and they do. Yep, and, they do. And you're, and you're right about how they—they—they they, they come from crappy places to nice places, and it's amazing how they turn those nice places crappy. It, 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 it just, it's yeah. mind-boggling. I mean, look what happened with San Francisco, the glowing city by the bay. It now has a map on, uh, there's a map resource you can look at to see where the highest concentrations of, of hobo feces are so you know to avoid them in San Francisco. I mean, come on. You know, Jeez. don't don't let them run anything. You couldn't trust them being dog catchers for a municipal government. Ugh. It's scary. It, it is scary. They've even changed laws. In uh, certain cities in Colorado, for because they had so many uh, immigrants defecating in public, they changed the indecency laws so that these people were not getting charged with crimes and then uh, you know deported for those crimes. And, and, and you know, moving from a country of oppression to a country, a free country, and then imposing the Sharia or the oppression is should tell everyone with a with a brain stem, working brain cell that uh, the agenda is something different than seeking asylum or seeking a, a better place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you ever have you guys ever seen the documentary uh The Enemy Within? It was on uh it was actually on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. This guy by the name of Trevor something Loudon. Trevor Loudon. Yeah, Trevor Loudon. Yeah. We 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 we've got copies guy. here. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. So we're on the same page. Uh amazing guy. And I really look forward to his new one The Enemies Within the Church because that's uh that's going to be a must watch. Uh, and, you know, where he exposes uh, the total corruption of the evangelical movement. But in regards to the enemies within, he totally laid out the the Muslim Democrat uh, war machine, as it were, and the collusion between the two and what they're bringing about. And we're totally seeing that now. We're totally seeing the rise of Islam. And I, I really think... Walid Shubat hit it on the head with the the kingdom of the Antichrist will be the the Muslim kingdom or the caliphate and and good heavens you know in Revelation it talks about Turkey being the seat of Satan Pergamos and we're what are we seeing now we're seeing Turkey totally expanding uh, I think they've already expanded down into Syria and Erdogan has announced he's planning on moving to Iraq. And so, and what the heck can the U.S. do? Because they're a NATO ally, so we would have to get them out of NATO to fight them. I mean, it's just nuts. It's totally nuts what's happening. Well, I don't think it's just nuts, Doug and 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 Joe and uh, Tyler. I think it's so planned because, again, here's the deal. Uh, remember this, everyone. When everybody is trying to say peaceful Islam, it was Erdogan who believes he will be the next. Uh, uh, caliph, uh, caliph, okay, heading up the caliphate. 
He said, there is no such thing as peaceful Islam. Islam is Islam. Now, I want to put everybody into a mindset here. Because, again, there are people that challenge us. This is called Albert Pike's uh, Three World uh, Three World Wars. I'll just read it real quick, Doug. Uh, the, the, if you understand the history of masonry, and I'm not just talking about British and French masonry. I'm talking about the Egyptian priesthood that even goes back farther than Adam Weishaupt, 1776, okay? I'm going to read this. And this is really important, uh, you know. And whether whether Pike said this or wrote this or Mazzini, the issue is they're following it. Somebody is following this hook, line, and sinker. And you can look it up under uh, Three World Wars, Albert Pike. The Third World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the difference caused by the agentur of the Illuminati, that's them, between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim or Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on the issue, uh, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists. We shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origin of savagery, and the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization. And the multitude disillusioned with Christianity, whose and this is what he's saying now, whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration, then they will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement which will follow destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. Now, again, whoever wrote that, people say, well, Albert Pike didn't write that. Well, I can tell you this, in Morals and Dogma, his book Morals and Dogma, he specifically talks about they worship Lucifer. And then there are people that try and bust my, let's say this, toes with, uh, and Lucifer and Satan aren't the same thing. Well, then you're calling Jesus a liar. So yeah. the thing is, is that here's where we're at, Doug. We are in the provocation. The unseen hand, in my opinion, are fallen angels. And see, that's where everything loses uh, uh, context. And that's why people can't figure it out. This is not a normal set of circumstances taking place, everyone. This is a supernatural evil. And that supernatural evil is being manifested. Go ahead, Tyler. Well, we're in the fight of our lives when it comes to the spirit world. Uh, we have to have the whole armor on. I mean, you had in the news witches convening to curse Trump. I mean, that's in, that's insane. The L.A. Times was covering a group of witches, rhymes with another word, uh, to curse our president. Uh, and where was the church? Where was... The, where was uh, Goody Two-Shoes, Joel Osteen? What was he doing? Probably saying, well, that's, uh, that's the witch's best life now, is getting to curse the president. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's like people are yeah. insane or they're asleep. It's like a, a, a fog. You know, a fog is descending. Nobody can see through it. 
and it is, I I don't know I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, where where are the where's the new Derek Princes? Where are the where are the new David Wilkerson to lead people and give them the 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 real stuff, the Snapple, you know, the good stuff. That's a great uh, question. I, I don't know. David Wilkerson, by far, is uh, one of my most favorite pastors. I can listen to his messages a thousand times over again. And, and you're right, there is a, a void, there is a gap in the Christian church and in the leadership of that church of true pastors who who are uh, not afraid to to state the truth um, as they as they know it. Instead, we see uh, so often uh, these churches are becoming apostate, and the leaders are timid and and, and scared to actually. Um, State the truth for you know fear of backlash of losing congregations to government oppression. I mean, well, when it, you see, it, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, no, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it reminds me of uh, you know when I was listening to one of Derek Prince's tapes, he was talking about how you know in the end times when it, it'll it's going to get so bad that God's going to have to commission angels to preach the gospel because for whatever reason the church can't anymore. That's a, an amazing thing to have to consider. That is an amazing thing. I, I think the other thing, Doug, one of the things that's most heartbreaking to me, and believe me, I spend a lot of late night, uh, and people say, well, why do you have to repent so much? And I said, because of your emails. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> that's just one thing. And by the way, Tyler has recorded some of our emails, and uh, forgive me, not emails, voice well, messages. messages. Yeah. Yeah, phone messages. And, uh, when I say they're out of the universe, I mean, I, I don't know who we haven't heard from in our, uh, our voice messages. People call and whisper. It doesn't do any good to whisper me. I can't hear. But, you know, Tyler has recorded them. But here's the thing. People are losing it because there is no foundation. The churches, and, and this is, this is a, a powerful statement. The preaching of the Word of God is like taking a bath for your inner man or your inner woman. And the only one that, there, there's people doing it, obviously, uh, Pastor Langford, I mean, he's about, as, as I would say this, the most powerful scriptorian I know, and yet people bust his chops, you know. There are mighty men and, and, and women of God out there, and they're doing their job, but you know what? They're usually relegated to very small congregations, and the big congregations, it just goes to show you, whoever's got the biggest, uh, uh, I don't know, wine of bull will get the biggest hamburger maybe but they don't understand the hamburger is a is what i would call a dama burger because um, when i say that i mean as eternal separation from the living god and and i'm sorry i didn't finish my statement i went add uh is the fact that the idea that people would not get incensed over the call that that idiot calling jesus a drag queen oh that you know i mean yeah it was worse than that yeah, yeah, and it was it gets worse. Go ahead and hey Joe, what did that guy say? Well, he turned the last supper and the crucifixion of Jesus into a twisted uh sexual story where he inferred that Jesus was uh in some way fantasizing sexually while on the cross about our heavenly father. And I read it on the Daily Show the exact quote and it made me sick to my stomach. So I didn't read it today when we when we talked about this, but it's unbelievable. Wait, who, now who who said this? Were these the who was this? Okay, this is a. It's actually a a, a doctor of theology at a Catholic 
institution, a college. Oh, and, Catholic uh, institution. He's in good company then. If uh, on Hagman Report, there's a uh, an article up about it. Uh, it it's a it's a weird name. The guy's either Vietnamese or Chinese. His name is uh, Doctor Benny Liu. He says Jesus was a drag king with queer desires, and he's a wow. theology professor at a Catholic institution, a Catholic college. Wow, yeah, that that goes to show you what the uh, the stock of the Catholic Church is nowadays. I mean, it's, well, it's yeah, but pretty, it's, not uh, all the, it's not all the Catholics. I want to just say something. Uh, the the I'm seeing a division in in Catholicism, Doug. And you know, when I started, I'd start telling people this even before you know whoever you know said it in the Catholic prophetic world. But the point is, the war is on in the Catholic Church because even I notice on the Daily Mail, Tyler, that the that uh, there was such an uproar from within the Catholics. And by the way, I want to put all the Protestants. On note, and I am not a Catholic, okay? I am a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ in the fullness of his resurrection, in the glory of his revelation, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, a sinner saved by his grace. So I'm just telling you this. I don't even use the C word anymore. But the, and and the thing is, is that uh, the C word in Christianity shouldn't be claimant. It should be those who possess eternal life, not those who claim eternal life. But it is not the Catholic Church. The Protestants never stood up for the unborn like the Catholics have. Okay, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about uh, uh, the nouveau Catholics or the, if you will, the uh, liberation theologists. I'm talking about. I know some amazing, and I do. I, I think Jim Caviezel. Uh, you know, who is, is an outstanding man of God. I believe he's given the best witness to the world in the last year of his faith in Jesus Christ, okay? And so what I'm just saying is this, is that it's no longer, and, and I, this came to me today, Tyler, in the shower, it's no longer <laughs> are you a Catholic, are you a Protestant? It boils down to one simple thing. Are you a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe Absolutely. he died for your sins? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Is your name written in the Lamb Book of Life, Lamb's Book of Life? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. do you believe in the gifts? And, and what's fascinating to me, uh, uh, the history of miracles. The, and, and look, I'm not a defender of Catholicism. I'm a defender of the Word of God. But I Absolutely. said this 25 years ago, Doug, Joe, Tyler, that the war would come into the Catholic Church that would be unimaginable. Now, as a Protestant, they just kind of blew me off as well. That's just a Protestant protesting. But now we're there. But it's also coming in to uh, the evangelical world. Somebody says, well, you're just an evangelical. I said, no, I'm not. I, I, I tell people I'm a uh, Holy Ghost pragmatist, okay? Because <laughs> it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. And, you know, Doug, here's the thing. People are so frightened of naming the name of Jesus. And I'm That's sorry, true. you know, at this point in my life, I'm sorry, I'm not making apologies for that, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, uh, uh, what would I say, um, uh, uh, smacked in the head that it doesn't cause much of an ire, what, Joe, you just talked about, and you talked about it today. But see, here's the thing. It is the absolute revulsion and repulsion of all Christianity. And that brings us into transhumanism, the hybrid age. You know, people didn't get it, even the Transformers. I remember, Tyler, when you got your first Transformers. How old were you? 
Okay, so uh, I, I know a lot about Transformers, so I'll try and keep <laughs> yeah. this brief. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, it was Generation 2, so I was probably like uh, 8 or 9. Okay. And, and so, then so Mom sold you know, them all you, at a garage you, sale. Yeah, now they're <laughs> worth thousands. Loretta, if you're listening, don't throw Tyler's stuff away. It, it would have helped him with his helicopter flight. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Tyler's a helicopter pilot. He is a CFI certified flight instructor, and yeah. um, you know, and now he's the guy running the business for for me because I'm just I'm literally drawn out in so many different directions. But we're we're talking about the, the reason I brought up Transformers. If you want to see something funny, it's me trying to use any form of non-existent logic with a transformer. Okay. Man, I pulled the, hey, I don't know if you guys are good at it, but imagine the only thing worse than me with a transformer is a Rubik Cube, okay? Because when I didn't get the things uh, to line up, I thought, well, I'd get a couple wrenches, I'll force them to line up. But the reason I bring up the transformers is because look at what's come into the public psyche through toys. Look at what's come into the public psyche through movies. The movies of the Transformers, you know, have been one of the best franchises in the world for Michael Bay and whoever else is t- picking well, up the Well, they made a lot of money in China. To, to, to be fair, the last one didn't do too good and was awful, and I don't think they're making any more because of it. But, I mean, Transformers well, came out a long time before the whole trans movement, and it was just about, you know, robots changing into cars. Right. But but the, but the, what I'm bringing up is those robots. But what I'm more concerned about is when it comes to children's toys, uh, you've got pretty much a a major demasculation of of toys. Because I remember uh, going down the toilet at Target for you know one of the nieces or nephews, and and uh, gone are the days of GI Joes. Uh, it used to be you could get a G.I. Joe with, like, realistic military weaponry. That's where I learned a lot about guns was from uh, G.I. Joes. And now it's everything's bright, brightly colored. Everything's, you know, really weird. And it's pretty much just the Disney show. So you got Star Wars and, like, Transformers. And, like, that's it pretty much on most store shelves. So... You've got kind of this weird, like, boogeyman type of thing with guns. And then even in regards to video games, a lot of people think, you know, video games lead to violence. I'm kind of seeing the opposite, because from what I've seen, video games have gotten a lot less violent. And it's kind of like had the opposite effect, I feel like. Because I remember there were, you know, games that were way more bloody now and you have shooters now where like there there's virtually no blood so it's kind of this weird like like everything's nice and easy and it just kind of ties into the whole how liberals don't even know how guns work they're kind of like this nebulous scary thing and there's you know we're certainly not ever going to go back to the days of having a high school rifle teams you know that's for sure well about the transformers let me ask you guys this we we've seen um, this resurgence of these, uh, you know, Marvel movies, these characters, these superheroes, you know, from the, the X-Men to Superman. And it, it's always the, the same as far as, you know, they're the good guys and then there's the, the, they're going after the bad guys and there's this battle. Isn't that representative though of, uh, it, aren't those characters based off of, you know, I guess we'd say the fallen angels? Yeah, I mean, yep. you've got the Superman, right? And I think, you know, superheroes, you know, it, 
it hits checks a lot of bases on people because there's, there's the innate desire to want to be better than you're currently capable of. So you have some, you know, wish fulfillment there. Uh, and then you've got, uh, it's kind of like the modern myths, you know, as it were. Instead of, you know, Hercules and whatever, you have, you know, Hulk and, and Thor and, you know, Spider-Man. So it, it's kind of like we're coming full circle. You know, the Greeks would write about uh, their pantheon of gods, and, and now, you know, Americans or the world, we have the superheroes. But also, I think a big thing with the fact that it's pretty much all superhero movies is I believe the collective IQ of everyone is coming down. I think there's a bigger case to be made for devolution than evolution. And it's just easy, dumb watching. So that that is also a major point, too. Like, you know, they're, they're not remaking Casablanca, you know, or anything like that. The, the days of high cinema are over. Well, and I think the dumbing down, the numbing down, and, uh, you know, listen, even the Nazi, the famous, uh, what I think was Gehring, the head of the Luftwaffe, made the statement. He said, it's a good thing for us that people don't think anymore. Then you bring that into William Casey, the former head of the CIA, who, by the way, was whacked. He was murdered. Uh, he, he made the statement, we'll know uh, that our efforts have been uh, effective when everything the American people believe is a lie. Then you, you see brain mapping. You see all the things going on. And basically, at the end of the day, it's all a supra-natural, beyond-natural intelligence that is running things and that is destroying everything that God made. You made the statement, Tyler, that the walls are coming down, that the barriers are coming down. God puts barriers. I mean, everybody would be underwater if it wasn't for the barrier of the ocean, you know, and uh, the uh, uh, the beach sand or the cliffs or whatever. How God contains the waters of the deep is a marvel that only you know He can truly. Uh, you can only understand it in the in the magnitude of, of of the genius of Almighty God. But what's happening is when the barriers, you know, the Scripture says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, the thing is, when when the wicked rule, you know, the righteous mourn. But here's something people have got to understand, and I, and I think this is critical in Donald Trump. I'm on record, and I want to go on record one last time and say it, and I pray I never have to say this again. Before Trump was even on the scene, and you know this, Doug, I said it on your show over and over and over, before God allows Russia and China to destroy the United States in a nuclear war, he's going to reveal the sins of the leaders to the people, and the people sins before a holy God. Now, obviously, the whole bunch in Washington, the political piranhas on the Potomac of self-indulgence, you know, <laughs> in, the putrefying, in the putrefying pools of pestilence, are, I don't know what other peas I can throw in there, but it is such a, uh, a, a, a wonderful picture, excuse me, if you will, a picture of just how uh, disgusting our country has become. The pedophilia, excuse me, the pedophilia, uh, the bestiality, uh, the child sacrifice, the cannibalism, all those things coming back into play. And yet, you know, it's a, a tip throw or tiptoe through the tulips, and now it basically it's a pogo stick through the minefield, and it, there is no truth. See, that's the thing that people 
don't understand. There is a, if you will, a if almost a genetic memory of there used to be right and wrong. Now in this blended gerbil factory of politicians, and I won't even describe what I mean by that, uh, they, they have made everything that's wicked uh, okay and everything that's okay wrong, and that we're right back to the scripture. Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. So I don't care if everybody says, yeah, that's really cool. Did you have one of those? Uh, uh, Fred burgers and somebody said yeah I didn't think it was so good I knew Fred before he became a burger now that may sound like an attempt at humor but even on the uh, uh, Tom Horn posted on Raiders News Update his site the fact that if you can genetically modify meat and make it and so that pigs become no longer forbidden uh, you know to, to Jewish dietary laws what's to stop them from making synthetic human meat and is it wrong to eat synthetic human meat. Well, you see, people don't get it, but that's where it's headed. It's not Soylent Green. It's going to be Soylent White. It's going to be Soylent, you know, oh, would you like to eat Chinese today? Would you like to eat American today? Or would you like to eat uh, a Mexican today? Now, understand, I'm not making fun of any of those races. But what I'm saying is, is that all barriers, right barriers that God created, they're down now, okay? And if, if people understand the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, regain if you don't read Durant, if you don't understand it, but the, we're right there. We're right there, you guys, and that's that's Tyler. I think that's the the every the, yeah. The, if every yeah. barrier and good thing that God set up in the beginning, those are ultimately the pillars that are 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 getting attacked first. You know, the the barrier between man and woman. That wow, who would have who would have thought that, that this is where we're at now with that whole stuff. The bear between man and beast. Who would have thought, you know, here we're at with that. I mean, every good thing separated unto its kind and is good in his eyes is being full-on attacked. And that's, that's scary stuff if you don't know your Bible, folks. That is scary stuff. It's very true, and and you know, um, your dad uh, Tyler Steve, Steve was one of the uh, first people, first person I know to come out with the um, discussing that in in the intellectual realm. So we only have about uh, six minutes, or about five minutes left to go. So Tyler, just uh, take take the remaining last part of this. Oh, just, really? Uh, wow! That yeah, time flies when you're having fun, Doug. Once again, I want to want to thank you. Uh, for letting me come on and rant and rave. I appreciate it <laughs> for indulging me. Uh, it's been a, a real pleasure being on with you guys, uh, and oh, I can't wait to talk it. to you. But just to circle back to one other point, you know, Dad was talking about the Catholics, and, and kind of what I was thinking was everyone kind of has, you know, these sects kind of sects, just want to be clear, uh, in their heads. You know, you've got the Protestants, the Catholics, the Presbyterians, all the denominations. And, you know, in the Bible, and Revelation talks about, really, there's going to be two churches. There's going to be the Church of the Antichrist, Church of Babylon, and the Church. It's not like Presbyterians and the Baptists ally, and then they get reinforcements from the Calvinists. It's not like Game of Thrones. No, it's, it's one and two. It's binary which is a trigger word for all those crazy trans people. Uh, it's 
you're either, it's like that wonderful scene in my favorite movie, The Ten Commandments. Those who are on the side of the Lord, you're on the, you're over here. And those who worship the golden calf, well, you're getting subducted into the, uh, the bowels of the earth. And it ties in with what Derek Prince said. He said, in the end times, there's going to be two churches, the Church of Cain and the Church of Abel. And we're seeing that now. And I would say a lot of, quote, Christians are in the Church of Cain, because the ultimate product of the Church of Abel, that produced a martyr. And the other one produced a murderer. Something to think about. Well, we, uh, we've covered a lot of ground here, and I want to ask you this, Tyler, before you, you sign off. Uh, this, what we're seeing in our world with the political divide, with the attack on, on the alternative media, and all, just an attack on the truth. And Steve, you said it exactly right. All the, uh, everything that God established for humans to thrive, uh, all those foundations are being destroyed from, you know, marriage, uh, to gender, and on and on and on. Is this the spiritual battle we're seeing manifesting to where we're seeing all this craziness from uh, the, the Mueller investigation and the, the unhinged left trying to grab guns and, uh, you know, the, the transgenderism being accepted in churches? And it, if this is the spiritual battle manifesting, uh, how much longer can we go at this pace before the church pretty much destroys itself? Well, it's got to get worse, I feel, unfortunately, before it can get better. I mean, the church always thrives. The church is at its strongest when it's persecuted, unfortunately. And the fire's got to get applied, uh, you know, and knock the dross off the silver, so to speak. And I, uh, you know, it sucks. No one wants to go through it. I don't want to go through it. I don't, you know, no one wants to experience, you know, Civil War II electric boogaloo. Uh, but that, it's unfortunately, you know, you got to break the muscle down for it to get stronger. And I feel like that the only way the church in America will get it is when there's nothing on television anymore or they can't get their Xanax on time. Like, something has to interrupt the supply of pharmaceuticals. <laughs> and I think once that happens, a lot of people will wake up. That's a great point. It's a great point, and, and it's probably more accurate than not. No, I mean, I mean, think about it. I, I mean, I was half joking, but if if you had an event that shut down the distribution centers, how many people are on uh, antipsychotics, anti-anxieties? If they if that supply chain broke down for thirty, ninety days, I mean, you're going to have a little bit of a Walking Dead situation with people that are you know zombie-like. Yeah, precisely right. And I'll, I'll tell you, folks. So you just heard uh, uh, Tyler and, of course, Steve Quayle. But but in the son Tyler together, what 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 a dynamic father son team. Uh, I mean, it's it's tremendous. And, and I'm I, I'm so uh, I'm so blessed. And I know Joe Joe feels the same way. We are so blessed to. Um, just to have met you, I've me to have met you and spoken with you, but uh, Stephen Tyler, thank you so very very much for uh, your time tonight. Thank you, uh, Doug. Thank you, Joe, very much. We'll Absolutely. be talking with you thank soon. Thank you, folks. So uh, hope to do it again. God bless. It, indeed, you're uh, you're always welcome. We're going to be right back after this network break. Steve Quayle remaining to discuss a number of important issues. Stay right where you're at.
And welcome back to the final hour of the Hagman Report. You know, the battle for our nation, for the heart and soul of our nation, has, well, it's intensified. And you've heard this, the warnings, the alarms that we've sounded for a number of, well, for a number of years. And it's oftentimes that, that we in the media, in the honest media, the, um, the alternative media, we get accused of peddling fear porn, saying, well, yeah, or, or being accused of hyperbole, or being accused of a number of things that relate to the lateness of the hour. And the closer to that epic moment, that, that, uh, that horizon event that we that get, the greater the attacks and the greater the pushback. And we saw that. If you heard the first hour of tonight's program, of course you know, and if you uh, caught uh, the last night's broadcast, the special broadcast of InfoWars, you um, know that things are taking place right now, both overtly as well as behind the scenes, where patriots or people who are... Uh, who are speaking the truth and attempting to, to expose the evil deeds of the globalists now are the, the pushback is great and we have warned about this the warnings our warnings and in, in particular Steve Quayle who has been doing this for decades his warnings are now coming to pass he was just if 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 Steve Quayle is guilty of anything, it would be being too early and too precise speaking about what's taking place today. Now, having said that, Steve Quayle is, is with me, and I just want to preface his coming on and, and turning him uh, turning this over to him by saying this. As I mentioned, we are in, in the epic fight for our lives, our freedoms uh, are and have been under sustained attack now, um, sustained assault, that the majority of people... I would say you've not been made aware of really the severity of the attacks. You've seen the just the outer edges of the attacks. So you, you haven't seen this, what's going on behind the scenes. There has been a lot of covert activity attacks against the Patriot community behind the scenes that has been malicious, uh, uh, pejorative, and injurious to just the community itself, but specifically to people such as Alex Jones, as well as Steve, as, as Steve Quayle and myself. The intent there is to injure our personal and professional reputations, our businesses, our uh, broadcasting platforms, and even cause and create chaos within our personal lives, our business lives. Uh, it's just an all-out war. And the assault that I'm referring to has been in the works now for a couple of years, but the attacks have increased in their in their viciousness and their ferocity over the last uh, two years, and even increased in uh, even more over the last uh, few months. And as I mentioned, people have only seen the public side of this assault against the patriot community. For example, the censorship, the shadow banning, the demonization of conservatives, and especially the Christian conservatives who are attempting to make the public aware of the evil deeds of the people in power. We're seeing this now. Uh, you talk about Pedigate, the Pizzagate, in real form, and you become the the punching bag of the not just the not just the liberal fascists, but the punching bag of the so-called self-proclaimed conservatives and Christians, saying it, it, that that's a lie and you know it's just not real. Now the attacks again rose. The attacks against us rose to new levels as we broke stories about such trigger topics as Pizzagate and Pedogate 
in the human and child sex trafficking. We just saw uh, the the man in Mexico being arrested. Uh, that was on Infowars t- yesterday and today, and, and being extradited to the United States. Sex slaves the, 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 uh, uh, the, from the United States. Now, the uh, it's beyond any type of argument, in, in at least in my view. As I said earlier, if you would take each individual piece of documentation, every bit of evidence, and consider a strand, and that strand piled on top of, coupled with each other, you know, uh, other strands, makes a rope, and th- that rope is a strong rope. It's got tensile strength. That's what we're seeing. It's uh, you cannot have coincidences and 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 just merely serendipitous moments that just take place. The coincidences have to be called for what they are. It's amounts to circumstantial evidence that we're seeing. But it's amazing that we're seeing right now Christians, especially within and outside of the church, in the larger sense, are eating their own. They're attacking their own instead of condemning places like Planned Parenthood for their activities and instead of condemning the hedonistic lifestyles of, of the uh, the perverse they attack those who expose the perverse and expose the murderous activities uh, by saying well you know you really shouldn't for example go undercover it was just amazing to me to, to read and to hear the objections of some so-called self-professed Christians by saying, you know, what uh, the uh, Center for Medical Progress did by creating a alternative persona and going undercover is against the biblical or God's law, and they should be ashamed of themselves. This is the battle we face. This is where we're at. So many in the Christian community, I shouldn't say many, but enough to make noise, have launched these attacks. Many of our listeners have fallen for the lies. Not Well, I shouldn't say many. There have been people who have fallen for their lies of those who want to silence us for their own personal gain. They have forsaken their own agendas by calling, for example, calling us fake news, accusing us of peddling fear porn for self-enrichment while they, while they themselves have sought to profit in other ways. We have been falsely accused of being Russian operatives. We have been falsely accused of money laundering. We have been falsely accused of just about every conceivable moral and ethical wrong that there is. We are being subjected to attacks much like that that we've seen uh, being launched by the liberal fascists against the Donald Trump supporters and the people within his inner circle. We have found that the public side of these attacks, many that appear to be coming from individuals unrelated to each other, and this is important, it is a much more coordinated attack than when it first appeared. For tactical and legal reasons, we have remained silent. But we can no longer and will no longer remain silent as the stakes are too high. We will no longer play by their rules as their rules allow only one side of the story to be told. That's their side. That's their perception and reality as they have shaped it, as they have molded it, as we've seen in the cases of censorship, where allegations are made and the ability to respond are taken away, gagged, in other words. So let us be clear, and I'm speaking on behalf of Steve Quayle and myself, and we will get into this in this hour. I want to be perfectly clear to those who are transcribing this broadcast, and there are, to those who are listening to this broadcast, who are on the 
uh, wrong side of history, and there are many, to those people who are self-proclaimed Christians, who delight in this kind of discussion. I want to be clear. We have assembled and continue to assemble a team of legal experts, legal advisors, attorneys, experts in constitutional law, not just to fight for our rights, but for years too. And I just would like to say this in closing before I turn it over to Steve. You can no longer afford to be silent, for your silence is your acquiescence. You can no longer be a spectator. You must engage or you are going to be dragged into this fight. We're putting those individuals who have sought to silence us and others on notice, those who continue to accuse us, accuse us in engaging in a variety of immoral, unethical, and illegal activities, that we will no longer play defense anymore, but we'll take the lead in exposing you, your tactics, your relationships among yourselves, when there appears to the casual observers, observers, there is none, and your objectives. We have already collected, memorialized, and provided to our legal team documentation from websites, from forums, comment boards, and comments that will be used in planned litigation. We will not be silenced. We will not be gagged. We will not be further subjected to harm that you have caused us personally and professionally to our businesses and to our reputations. And by all means, we will not allow you to do this to others that are close to us, to our supporters, and to the innocents out there. Just mark my words. And that is my statement, along with Steve Quayle and Joe. We stand together. We stand in solidarity. We are no longer going to be silent. We're no longer, don't expect us to be gagged, and don't expect us to sit by and watch this country, our enterprises, our families, our businesses, and our reputations be torn down maliciously, deliberately, by people who say, or who are not, who they say they are. With that, Steve Quayle, thank you so much for holding over. Hey, Doug, just give me a second. I have my uh, security people just checking right now. They just knocked on the door. So just uh, continue to talk for 30 seconds. Sure. No worries at all. See, this is what happens, by the way. And, and you know, it's interesting. Um, I had a conversation. You know that, uh, you know that, uh, the first hour, John, you and I were talking about security or about uh, surveillance. There's oh, yeah. a couple the of steps over. Yeah. And we, we've, we've, look, we've been on both ends of that we've been subjected to and been conducted surveillance. And it's interesting because uh, you, when you're in the, the world of surveillance, there will be companies, there will be people, there will be interests who will attempt to hire you and say, just okay. want to make sure yep. you know that, you, that, that they see you in the morning and they see you at night. Hopefully, uh, Steve, everything's all right on your end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, you know, and I have great security people and obviously... You know, Doug, I think people have got to understand, you and I have lived under a cloud of lies, allegations, and I want to I want to give some legal terms to some people. We have had affidavits filed against us in a lawsuit we're filing, which is a spurious, it has no legal merit, 
but we're in the six figures, ladies and gentlemen, and we're willing to fight for you, not just ourselves, because I want people to put, before I even begin going 100 miles an hour, I want people to understand something. I want you, everyone who has ever been blessed by hearing me any place, by hearing Doug any place, by being able to turn into Hagman and Hagman and hear from Tom Horn, all the amazing guests, Pierre Pastor Langford, I want you to ask yourself, where will you go for the continual nourishment that God in his mercy has provided? Now, look, I don't care if people say I'm, I'm bat manure crazy. I don't care what they say, and obviously I know everybody's not going to love me, but when they accuse Doug and I of money laundering, that is libel per se, okay? And libel per se is anything that charges any person with a crime or with having been indicted, convicted, or punished for a crime. We have not been. When somebody uh, accuses you in an affidavit in court and another uh, person uh, has an affidavit making her claims that I was uh, taking advantage of a bipolar woman and that I cheated her when she bought silver and got mad when it went down and claimed that it was because she listens to it listened to VG the guerrilla economist uh, talking to Doug and I and listen ladies and gentlemen VG didn't come on until a year after she bought her silver that woman filed an affidavit with both the state of uh, Michigan and Montana they said you have no legal merit there's nothing to the case she then went on to, in her own words, I think, Doug, what are there, at least 12 to 18 references where she claims after the fact that she basically was crazy, that her kids, here's, here's a direct quote, Mom, I'm not going to name her, you know, it's a matter of public record, Mom, I'm very concerned with your mental health. You are not yourself and are exhibiting many of the classic symptoms of a manic episode. I mean this with utter sincerity. Please go to the hospital and get help. That's the woman that said I was, you know, dishonest and I stole from her. She got everything she wanted. She got everything she agreed to. She had buyer's remorse, and I went from being her favorite person on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, when Doug said we have assembled and continue to assemble a team of legal experts, we have voluminous amounts of documentation. And some of you people that hang out on whatever boards, you know, the boards that proscribe us or the boards that, you know, people aren't allowed to mention us openly, but they do in their bomb shelter and stuff, all of those are memorialized also. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're not just fighting for us. We're fighting for you. And the legal team we've got is one of the best in the country, and they're going to be expensive. It's going to cost us high in the six figures. But what, what we've been able to do is piece this whole thing together. And look, that's nothing compared to what the left has. So I want you to understand something, that they have tried in their best to uh, trade liable. Trade liable is defamation against the goods or services of a company or business. They've done it to Doug. They've done it to me. There are people that go on bulletin boards and, and forums, etc., and just continue to parrot uh, false claims. Even a guy that was a radio host wanted to get a class action suit against me. Guess what? He ended up in jail, and he's not off the hook. Another individual who uh, uh, basically made public claims, and it's memorialized, that I sold fake bullion. He then retracted it. Uh, that's a crime, ladies and gentlemen. That is a not only liable, it's injurious, but it's also a crime. So what Doug and I are having to do, obviously, is you know that 
all talk radio is under attack with the demonetization by YouTube, with the demonetization uh, of, of advertising, with advertisers pulling away. We have to appeal to those of you who can afford to help us. And I'm saying that for the legal challenge we're going to make. When I say we've got some of the brightest legal minds in the world, we've got a guy who started a law school, wrote the law book, and respected in the country. He's a constitutional authority. Now, this guy, you know, these guys have, uh, uh, how do I say, the firm has taken stuff to the Supreme Court. But because a, 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 a group of people who started coming against Doug and I that we uh, basically responded, us in hyperbole, the thing is is that we've been forced to fight a 30-month battle against people who have libeled us, who have slandered us, who have defamed us, who have uh, been involved in tortious interference in our businesses, who have done their best to uh, get, uh, you know, literally thousands of pages on the Internet. One lies, another one swears to it, and everybody says, yep, we told you these guys were that. We've had enough. We kept silent, obviously, our our cases in court, but I want to share something. It doesn't matter if you live in Taiwan. doesn't matter if you have a uh, dual citizenship, Mexico, the United States. doesn't matter if you live in Mississippi. doesn't matter if you live in Canada. doesn't matter if you live in Alabama or Georgia or any place else. We are absolutely putting you on notice. You will get to write the checks for your defense. And you can't say, well, nanny, nanny, nana. There's also liable per se. There's a false light claim. When you take something as factual that is knowingly not true, and you go out and blab it while you're knitting your, uh, uh, you know, whatever, your blanket or your uh, whatever they call it, shawls or whatever, and you can you can just bet on it that you can't claim, well, I didn't know any better. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just this. They're trying to shut Alex up. Remember this, when the most powerful people in the world want you dead, you're over target. And little by little, we're being picked off. So it's not just Doug and me fighting a lawsuit. It is absolutely the lawsuit. It is a bigger picture. The bigger picture is, again, and Doug, I don't know how to say this any more clearly, the bigger picture is can you ultimately face the fact, and it will come just as if Trump was an intermission, uh, and I believe he was. You know, Doug, people get more mad at that than they want nuclear war. And there's a scripture that says, Woe unto you who, who long for the day of the Lord. It's a day of darkness. It's a day of dread. You know, there are people that just want to see everybody die, but they, those people that want to see everybody die don't understand the horrors, and that type of an attitude is not a one-way ticket into paradise, okay? God says he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking those of you, you have everything to lose. You have your inheritance to lose. You have your children, grandchildren. And we're not just fighting. In essence, we're on the wall tonight. Whereas Nehemiah, we've got the sand ballots. We've got the, uh, the people that are mocking us, ridiculing us, trying to uh, take us down by every uh, lie, every uh, 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 false witness they can. And by the way, it is illegal to file a complaint or file an affidavit knowingly not true and then basically uh, pleading that it is true. You're swearing to a known fact when there's no factual basis for it.
And for the record, ladies and gentlemen, the, one of the men filing a false affidavit was singing uh, V's kudos to me. So isn't it interesting? Best friends turned on each other. So here, here's where we're at tonight. We need your help. I don't care, you know, what you've been in life. Hey, the thing is, you either stand with us, and, and God will, you know, God is ultimately standing with us. So everybody that is an intercessor for us, thank you. But I'm asking for the people that have some funds available. This isn't for Doug or me. It'll go directly into the legal trust fund we've set up to fight this, because we're fighting a bigger picture. We're fighting a picture for truth. We're, we're taking on the battle. But, and I will tell you this, and this is as is, is blunt as I know how to be, and I guess I've accomplished that in decades on the radio. If it hadn't been for Doug's encouragement at times, I would have pulled the plug. If it hadn't been for Hawk's encouragement, God bless you, Hawk, I would have, you know, I would have pulled the plug. I got so fed up, and I remember Derek Prince said, uh, life will either make you bitter or better. Well, I went to the bitter realm for a while, and then I got on my face and repented, and I said, God, you've got to help me to love uh, these people who have made themselves my enemies, because I don't. And I pray that way, ladies and gentlemen. I don't just, you know, say that. And, and there's only been one case, and I prayed it on the air for one individual, and to my knowledge, it's the only time I've ever turned someone over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, and that literally, you know, God will deal with him in, in such a... He's the one that mocked me, putting my face on Jesus. He said, when I pray on the radio for you, you know, God puts his fingers in his ears and goes, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, I'm sure that he has his love for me, but the contempt he showed for the Son of God, and he claims to be a Christian. By the way, Doug and I will tell you this. We have in our possession claims that the three antagonists have made to us about, quote, them being demons possessed. The woman that accused me of uh, stealing from her and has signed an affidavit, I have over 18 statements, they weren't private or privileged, where she said she cast demons out of her is crazy. She might, she just as soon commit suicide one minute, and then she isn't the next. And then we've got the one who basically claims that, you know, demons appear to him in his basement. And, you know, so here's what we're dealing with. This is a spiritual attack. And, Doug, I don't know how to articulate that the spiritual affects the physical realm. And, ladies and gentlemen, will those of you who are capable, you know what your finances are, will you help us fight this? We we have to, when you have the top lawyers in the country, by absolutely uh, uh, even the enemy's standards, we need your help, and we need it quickly. So, hey, you know, hey, you Steve, will not... Hey, Steve, yeah. I, I just want to interject something here, because uh, when people listen to this, and, um, you, you know, you had mentioned that we're, we're fighting a spiritual battle, but I find it very interesting. In the quest, one of the biggest things... Um, that one of the most time-consuming things that we face together and individually, we're finding the attorneys, the lawyers that, number one, knew constitutional law, but most importantly, knew the playing field. In other words, that understood the battle, the nature of the battle, the, the, the spiritual nature of the battle, but also knew the, um, or know the, um, 
uh, really the, the, the bigger picture, I guess. It, it's one thing to have an attorney that, that knows law, but it's another thing to have an attorney that can know, that, that knows the landscape, the attacks, the attempts of censorship, and the successful attempts at censorship. And, and, you know, with Google and Facebook and Twitter and all this, it, 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 but, but how all of these moving parts fit together. So that's the team that, and I have to put all of, really give Steve the credit for really going out and finding these, the attorneys who really understand the complexities of the battlefield because they are many. And it's, it, it takes, so I think that, we, that you've done and collectively we've done uh, a, a great job in putting together this, this very, very astute team that not only knows the constitutional law, but also knows the spiritual significance and the political landscape. So thank you for letting me say that. Well, you're welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, as Tyler said, dissent in this country will not be tolerated, okay? Doug, when I went public about the red and blue and green list, it was you, it was in like, uh, even, actually before you and I got on the radio, it was prior to that, I think it was 1997, 98, where a uh, former head of the Environmental Protection Agency before he was murdered gave me that information and I went public with it and people challenged it then and now I see that I think Shepard Ambalas is, Ambalas is uh, uh, re-taking uh, that point. When I said that there were assassination uh, algorithms, mathematical formulas, if you will, the same kind of point system that's used on who gets taken out uh, in the red list, the red list of the people that get taken out first upon the implementation of the New World Order's plans, gun owners, Christians, then the blue list. The blue lists are, are uh, people that are the military uh, that uh, won't go along with this. And by the way, everything is recorded, everything that that is put into email. I mean, everything. When I say everything, it's not everything minus, it's everything, and there isn't anything else you can add to the word everything, okay? Do they have this? Yes. Do they have that? Yes. Uh, can they can they listen to you through your computer? Yes. Do they listen to you through your TV and watch you? Yes. Do they uh, know who your friends are? Yes. Do they do you know who your friends are that are turning you in behind your back? No. <laughs> so when I said Facebook, when it first came out, was a self-erecting intelligence dossier, uh, and I said this on David Knight. I was on with David Knight for an hour this morning on Infowars, and I said it's based on human vanity. Do you realize that the American youth have lost something that our parents and even you and I had? They've lost the identity of what it meant to be an American. They have lost their identity. And the people that have worked overtime to brainwash them through the National Sewage Foundation of uh, core uh, curriculums and public education, they have divorced them from their roots. Michael Savage, border language culture. So as the youth have been divorced from what it means to be an American, they'll go with basically, hey, if somebody says, you know, we're really Venusians, well, welcome to the People's Republic of Venus, you know, or, uh, you know, whatever. So what is critical about where we're at right now, Doug, we have been gifted by the grace of God some of the most brilliant legal minds. It's not an idle threat, ladies and gentlemen. And we will post the uh, filings on my site and on Doug Hagman's site. But we need your help financially. Understand this. This isn't just about the people that we're talking about tonight that have made all these claims and everything. I don't think people understand. We have the same rights at this point that everybody else has. And the fact that all 
all truth is being silenced should scare the hell out of everybody. I don't care if the Pope says there is no hell. I, I pray that God gives him a vision tonight and shows him the error of his ways. Really do. That's not a that's not a, a, a half-assed statement. But the thing is, is that if you cannot stand for us, and Doug and I had this talk this morning, Doug. I said, then Doug, and and I think the Lord is going to have to speak to both of us. Then what are we doing? Okay. Then what are we doing? That's At right. the end of the day, what are we doing? And ladies and gentlemen, you know, I mean, I've put up with it for 25 years. You couldn't be telling the truth or you would have been dead. And my statement is I've been telling the truth, and only Jesus and the intercessors have kept me alive. I can tell you this. There are nights where, where God bless a couple of my intercessors, where I'm talking to Romy at 2.30 in the morning, and she's praying her heart out. and, and Or she told me, Steve, I, here's what's going on in your life. And look, she's not a guru. She's someone that God raised up. Or Sue York and, 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 and the entire congregation there, they're praying for you, Doug. They're praying for me. Uh, John Kyle, Pastor John Kyle. I love him immensely. He is probably one of the most amazing men of God, and his wife, Linda. And they pray for me. They pray for you, Doug. And all of you who pray for us, I say this genuinely. There is nothing I can say more real than I would be dead. And so would Doug Hagman. That's not a metaphor. It's not to, you know, uh, pull on your heartstrings. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are capable, listen, I'm going to tell you this. If you have a 1 million, 10 million, 100 million, if, if, if God doesn't protect your uh, assets, you know, then you're going to lose it. And we're all going to be at some place other than where we think we're going to be when it all hits the fan. So why not uh, stand and just say, Lord, I, I don't have the guts to do it, but I believe those guys do it, and I'll help them. We're not looking for people, and I want to make this clear, Doug, no one am I asking to help us who does not have in excess of uh, you know five figures in their bank account or even six figures. I don't want, and someone says, well, d you know, don't, don't deny the widow's might. I want the widow's coffer to overflow, and I live in the world where if somebody sends me a little money, I send them more back, okay? Now, obviously, I use wisdom. That doesn't happen every time, because obviously, there are people that are crooks and take advantage of that. So the thing is, is that what, what I'm saying to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you can hear the cry of our hearts, you know, if we go down... And I don't want to hear that your car's faster than mine, or your, I don't have a boat, or your boat's faster, or your ego's bigger, or your muscle's bigger, or your, you know, your knowledge bigger. I'm not fighting with anybody. We need you to stand with us. Go ahead, Doug. No, I'm sorry. I, I just... <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. No, you're exactly right. I think that I think that what we are appealing to is is the is the base of the the people who have uh, who really realize what's going on and who have the wherewithal uh, far beyond anything that that we have you and I together collectively or individually have, and that's who we're appealing to. But but we're also asking people to, to understand the broader war itself. Um, and this, Amen. you know, the, the, what you said to me earlier today, Steve, and I, I was thinking about this uh, throughout the day. This is what we're watching is bigger than than any one of us, and the the fight is is so dire right now. Haven't we seen in, in the hour with Tyler? Haven't we seen and discussed how really late the hour is, and really at this point we have to fight. 
we have to get together or else we're going to be destroyed. There's, there's no other way. I mean, to me, there's no, there's no other option. And it just, that just kind of really, it resonated with me the way you said it. I didn't say it the way you did, but, um, in speaking with, with, uh, you know, people like Alex Jones and knowing what he's going through and other people on in the independent media, what they are going through. We're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. We're all in this together. The war is, is hot. It's here. You predicted it. I don't want to belabor the point, but man, I'll tell you something. I, I just, I, I look at the landscape. I look at what's going on. And when, when you've, when, and I said, I mentioned this earlier, when you've got a guy who, um, a well-respected guy, Ted Mullock, lands in Cleveland and gets pulled off a plane, essentially, and, and, and detained by the FBI, for for what for um his discussions with with uh in this instance Roger Stone for example and, and that being the, really the sole basis ostensibly for questioning and, and questions are asked of him have you talked to Roger have you talked to Dr. Jerome Corsi have you to what extent have your conversations with Alex Jones been to what extent have your conversations with and I'm not going to name any more names but have, do you have a UA? So this is what everyone out there is facing as well. And I kind of drifted there, but I'll bring it back and give it back to you. Well, uh, okay, I think the drift is necessary, Doug, because here's the deal. You know, the, the Word of God in Daniel talks about the uh, time will come when the devil's going to make war on us, and he's going to wear out the saints, okay? And um, I... I can say this, you know, I wish I, and, and I actually maybe change the word to pray. I don't wish for anything. I pray that I could have weathered the storm better, okay? I, I, I pray that you could have weathered the storm better. And we don't go on and, and complain about, you know, the, the migraines or the blood pressure that's off the charts and people are just cursing us and wanting us dead and, 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 and speaking all manner of evil. Now, I understand Jesus said, blessed are you when that happens. But I said, Lord, it keeps up. I'm going to be blessing your presence pretty soon, you know. And, and look, I, my life, Doug, your life and the lives of our listeners are in the hand. But ladies and gentlemen, we have consistently, with Pastor Langford, prayed for your safety. We have interceded for you. You've heard us, you know, and in my case, only to be mocked about it, but that's okay, because here's the deal. God is tuned. His ear is tuned to the prayer of the righteous, and it doesn't mean that I'm righteous in anybody's eyes except his by the blood of the Lamb. Good night. I got more. I told people, you think earthquake zones in California have faults? I got more faults than the earthquake zones in the whole Pacific Rim. But the thing is, is that I'm believing, I'm looking at he who's able to quiet the faults, cleanse me from my sin, cleanse me from my unrighteousness, because the Bible says if I confess my sin, Jesus is just and faithful to forgive me my sin. And people have been one to the Lord all over, you know, and it just it just goes on and on and on. It's just like Branson. Branson is different than, and I'm not putting anybody else's, God bless everybody that's got a convention, got a conference. But what we've been told to do is focus on transhumanism and the hybrid age. Francis Fukuyama, one of the great thinkers of our day, says that the number one issue confronting uh, the end of all man is transhumanism, and God wants his people not to be destroyed. But you see, there are people that believe, and look, they don't need me, you know. Nobody needs me, nobody, and I'm just saying this, the only people that need me or need you, Doug, are the ones that have hearts for God that God says, hey, I want you to listen to those guys. And there's people from 145 nations of the world 
world that send us emails that listen. And listen, uh, I rebuke the words that we're begging for money. We're asking you to financially stand with us, those who can. Look, we're not going to build a tent. We're not going to build a building. We're not going to have, a, you know, an electronic media empire. We're asking you to give us what it takes to let this legal team go forth. And I promise you, this is not an empty promise, and nor is it a threat. It will make history in the way it's going to approach. New areas of law that need to be addressed are going to be addressed. It's going to blow the lid open on so much. And please, if any of you are hearing my heart and Doug's heart tonight, send Doug an email. The checks will be made out to a legal foundation that is going to take this whole thing on so you don't have to worry about Doug and I going to wherever we go on your dime, you know. Uh, except to maybe a telephone booth to call somebody else. But the point being, those don't exist anymore. But the point being is that, you know, Doug, people have got to stand with us. And I'm telling you point blank. I'm talking those who can, those who only those who can, and the rest of you pray. Because at this point, we are up against a, a if you will, the invading armies, the invading hordes. And God knows I got my spear in my hand. Doug's got his spear. Man, we, we basically don't want anybody behind us we want you alongside of us and if you can't come alongside of us then at least stand with us financially and and Doug here's the thing pastor and Langford David nailed it okay there's only two kinds of people and there's uh, the givers and the takers you know and I believe that over the years that we've been on Hagman we've given we've seen God work miracles in the Kurds life you know years ago we've seen miracles in keeping uh, uh, Greg Evenson alive until he was taken home you know I don't know why God took him at that point I only know that God's God and I don't know when God says Steve come home or Doug it's time to go home you and I have gone through stuff in the last couple years not related to the lawsuit just related to our own health issues that if it weren't for God's people praying for us, I'm sure we would have gone home. And I don't think people understand the amount of hatred in the spiritual realm against truth. And that's what people cannot understand right now, Doug. This isn't a political fight. Donald Trump did not die for my sins, nor did Donald Trump bring about the state of the fallen angels. The devil is behind, and in the, the devil's in the details, but the devil is come to rob, to kill, and destroy. And so it's the same thing with the Second Amendments. I even had a, I, sir, if you're listening to me, I consider you the most cowardly, and I'm sorry if this offends people, and the most ignorant man that's ever sent me. He said, Quail, get off the Second Amendment thing. Nobody needs AR-15s. Well, AR-15s are no different than anything else. And by the way, vehicles kill more people, especially in terrorism, than guns do lately. So the the statistics against guns, you know, but here's, here's the thing, Doug. I made the statement, they who will take your guns will take your life. And now we've got, uh, Joe, I think maybe you may have covered it or somebody covered it today. I didn't, but the, but the guy saying, look, if we, we don't want to just take the guns, we want to seize the guns. And what is it? Some guy running for sheriff in Raleigh, uh, was it? Raleigh, North Carolina, made the statement that we just go and take the guns, and if the gun owners uh, uh, resist, we kill them. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just uh, yep. reading about this, and yep. it, <laughs> it's amazing that the argument that he takes. He says gun owners are never going to, uh, no matter what laws are, are enacted, are never going to hand in their guns, so we need to go door-to-door and kill the people. 
and, and take their guns away after uh, we kill them. And then he goes if, on to talk about If that's about what's it. necessary, yeah. Right. It's not yeah. going to be an easy process. It's going to be very messy. But this is what needs okay. to be done. And, and one of the comments right underneath it says, aren't you proving the people advocating for gun rights as argument for them? Aren't you making the case for guns? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I mean... Yeah, I say it, and they say, oh, you're just a reactionary, or if you really trusted Jesus, you'd get rid of your guns. Listen, the reason I'm alive is because I trust Jesus. The reason that I believe in the Second Amendment is because I see what happens to hundreds of millions of people slaughtered. So you bloodthirsty, demon-possessed, disarmament devils, whether you're uh, Republicans or Democrats, you have the history against you that gun control is the end the end result of gun control is genocide and Doug I stand by that statement and I stand and listen I'm seeing Christians roll on it you know because well they do have a point look it's not the AR-15 it's a Saturday night special or let's just get real down and dirty it's fast and furious being run by the former Obama administration getting guns into the hands of gangs. That's where it starts, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm fed up with a bull, okay? I'm fed up with a bull, and I'm sorry, and I'll just call it the bull sheet, S-H-E-E-T. Well, quail just really means the S word. No, I mean bovine laundry, okay? In other words, it's one thing to step in a pile of bull sheet. It's another thing to cover the bull sheet and pull it over your head and say all this stuff is not real. So you here's know, the deal, you, Doug. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, let me just say this. I'll turn right over to you. People, you either stand now and you stand with us and you understand. We'll fight for you, but you've got to help us stand, please. Go ahead, Doug. No, uh, um, you made some great points here, and I, I think people really, I, I hope people understand that when they see the March for Our Lives, that choreographed event, where you've got uh, these progressive punks exploiting their children for political purposes to take to erode the Second Amendment uh, or to, to repeal the Second Amendment. And then you've got Stevens coming out and uh, the retired Supreme Court judge and, and writing an op-ed piece saying that the Second Amendment needs to be repealed. The attacks on the Second Amendment and the attacks on the First Amendment just think about over the last, what, Steve, five, six months, how they have increased. It first began with shadow betting. Then it went to, whoops, you know, YouTube uh, uh, dragging some, some, some of these um, uh, video channels off. And then you've got some put back on, others are kept off. The dividing line, though, is really, I, I've seen it, is, is our talk about Jesus Christ, for example. That That's verboten. You know, that that's kind of like a litmus test. You That can't stand. But it's no coincidence, I think, right now that we're seeing this attack against the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, and the censorship and the legal attacks all at one time. Because the, the progressive fascists, liberal fascists, want to open up as many legal fronts as possible and uh, keep us busy in all aspects. But see, this is coming to every one of the people listening and viewing right now. This is this is what's coming, because if you're listening to this, you're going to be in the same position, or could be, and and we want to get ahead of this. And I think that's kind of the, the, the purpose of tonight, is to we want to be ahead of this, to um, be be the tip of the spear to to make sure that this does not affect your children. If if you're not worried about it, then certainly we're worried about it for your children and and our children. So that's kind of what we're saying, at least in my view. That's kind of my my thought process. 
But it's interesting to see the, Doug, the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. Yeah, so, it, it's a do or die. And, you know, it's funny, Joe, because that, that uh, whole issue, you know, like you mentioned the person that was responding. Aren't you kind of making the case? Absolutely. And, and look, here's the deal. Uh, and, and, Doug, you know this. When I first started talking about a civil war in this country, it was almost 23 years ago on talk radio, Johnstown, Colorado, okay? People said that would never happen. I said it's going to be a civil war. When I quoted Matthew 24, ethnos against ethnos, nation against nation, when I've seen the intentional separating of black and white. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking primarily about hearts, and yet there are people, like when I see, and I'm saying this, when I see innocent black men and women shot, and, you know, I mean, it's shoot first, uh, and then these guys walk, you never hear from them anymore, I stand by my statement that there are professional uh, black ops people put into police departments to bring about, to bring about the very thing we're seeing now, okay? I posted, and I and just I want to share this with everyone who's Russ Dizzard black. talks about that. Yeah, Russ Dizzard talks yeah. about that too. Go ahead. Yeah, but and, and forgive me, but I've been and, and this isn't you know Russ versus me, but understand it's one thing to talk about it now; it's another thing to talk about it twenty years ago. And one thing that I can say is my history and talk radio speaks for itself. So whenever you hear Quail's never right, what a false prophet! I've never claimed to be a prophet. And do I get angry? You bet I do, because the Bible even said God is angry with sin. And I say to the Lord even tonight, God, how can we fight for the people and help them when they're not even willing? to stand with us. And you know what you're going to find, Doug? When the dust clears, thank God for those who do, but don't have expectations that many will. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm just saying Jesus experienced that, and the servant, we're his servant. We're no greater than the master. If you want to help us, send me an email. Joe, I will respond to your email. Joe just sent me an email, no last names or anything. Steve, where can I send the money for your case? You have made a huge difference in my spiritual life, brother. I will pray for you all, too. Jesus, strengthen and protect you and your team. Thank you, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, we need uh, we need you to pray about it. Take it to the Lord in prayer. If you feel like, hey, uh, you know, let someone else do it, then let someone else do it. But please do me a favor. If that's your attitude, promise yourself this. You'll never listen to me again, and you will never listen to Hagman again. Promise me that, please. Because here's the deal. Someone says, well, you're blackmailing me. No, because you're, you're obviously not hearing what we're saying, so it's a waste of your time to listen to us anymore. That's where that statement's coming from, Doug. So yeah. so as we as we go to the night, okay, and, and this is Thursday, tomorrow is, you know, uh, a, a, I call it Great Friday. There's nothing more exciting to me than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if I had my way, I would combine the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ with the birth of Jesus Christ, and I'd make them one great, big, wonderful holiday. Jesus would be born in your heart, and you would be uh, given a vision of the resurrection, literally, to see that the Lord God omnipotent reigns, and his Son, the King of glory, the Redeemer, is the Mighty One of Israel. And I'm not talking about the, the border of Israel in the, in the uh, uh, you know, just the Middle East. I'm talking about the vine and the fig coming together. I'm not a Jew. I don't want to be a Jew. If there are Jews who are saved and Messianic, God bless them. But there are Gentiles, too. And there's a whole world out there that seems to be uh, languishing. And everybody's going, oh, can you wait for the third temple? Can you? Oh, aren't you excited, brother?
other quail? I said, are you kidding? I know who comes into the third temple. It's the Antichrist. People say, well, I don't know about all this World War Three stuff. I said, I do. They, obviously, you, I read it to you, but it goes beyond Albert Pike. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, when goods don't cross uh, borders, armies do. Von Clausewitz on war. When you start yanking ambassadors out of each country in kind, there comes a point that fuses lit. But where is the flashpoint? The flashpoint is where the fuse meets the powder, or the, or in, in contemporary times is where the signal uh, hits the blasting cap, and then it's out of control. We have, uh, we're all watching the Illuminati global plan to pit the the uh, Russians against the Americans, the Chinese against the Americans, and you know what the phony part of this whole thing is, Doug? traitors in our government who want war are the ones that built China up in the first place. It <laughs> absolutely is freaking unbelievable. You know, three years so, ago, you, you, you hit yep. this three years ago, and I just want to just want to say that when you first said it back three years, four years ago now, I, I didn't really quite understand the significance until this past week when I, when I saw that. But go ahead, continue. Okay, here, 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 I want to make this so clear to everyone. There is no place to go outside of Jesus. I posted something in my alert section. Everybody uh, should go and read it about why the technocrats, Illuminists, want to place, you know, a transmitter, 5G transmitter antenna array on the moon. Number one, because of the temperature is very cold. And number two, they, it's out of the ability of humans outside of having, you know, space flight and uh, whatever other technology you get to the moon to control every point on the Earth with a 5G network. Now, the network, okay, the net is something that is so, uh, if you talk about a net, it's a net is always used to catch a fish, land a fish, or catch a wild animal. You could use the word trap. But 5G is going to be one of the most devastating things to help. They're not content, ladies and gentlemen, to control you. They want to destroy you. That's Satan's ultimate goal. And, Doug, I do not know how I know. Oh, God, please open ears to people. Lord, open the ears of people so they might see it, the headlines, okay? People are headlined hardened. And if you think what I just said about the net, and please go to my uh, alert, Steve Quayle com and read it about the 5G. Robert had, I think, an amazing revelation. Then go to Obadiah, the fourth verse. Obadiah is the Old Testament. It only has one chapter. And God says, Though you set your nest amongst the stars, N-E-S-T, yet will I bring you down. And this morning when I woke up, 4.30, whatever it was, early, 3.30 to 4, 3.30 to 4.30, I tried to sleep. You know, that's worthless. Once I'm up, I'm up. And the Lord, I really believe, said, never-ending surveillance technology. Okay, I didn't know that. I, I've taught Obadiah 4, nest, you know, I've always imagined it, too, as just, you know, a nest is a, an abode, you know, obviously living off-planet, traveling off-planet, Satan living off-planet, but never-ending surveillance technology. And remember, I said, Lord, when will evil end? And he said, Steve, there is no end until I bring an end to it. So, you know, people will rack their brains. They'll switch to the right side, left side. Oh, someday it'll be better. 
it's not getting better, it's getting worse. It's getting worse in the world, but better for the Christians, because our Redeemer draweth nigh, and God is going to protect his people. God is going to fight for his people. You know what's so cool about Jesus? And wonderful, I praise his name. We won't fight for him, but he'll fight for us. Isn't that cool, Doug? Again, the lesser us is blessed by the greater he. How can you not love a Savior like that? How can you sit and be numb and dumb and silent when they mock Jesus, when they speak those cursed things? And Lord, I ask that that man who spoke that evil word that Joe was referring to, I ask that the tongue, his tongue cleave to his mouth until he repents. And Lord, that he sees the error of his ways, and that you grant him repentance. Because Doug, this is what we're up against. Ladies and gentlemen, we're willing to uh, basically uh, do what we got to do, but we need your help. So if you'll send Doug uh, an email or send me an email and telling us what you're willing, and please tell me the amount. Again, I won't accept anything from people that can't afford to do it, because Doug, as we are able to do it, we can bless the people that can't afford it. By the way, uh, send me an email if you're a vet and you'd like to go to uh, Branson. We had a, a donor call, us, uh, call me last night and he said, I want to buy 20 veterans' tickets to Branson. This is just the admission ticket, so it's $2,000, but 100 bucks a person. So if you're a veteran would like to go, uh, you've already had the first 20 guys that get a hold of me just put vet ticket in the email, and uh, I'll make sure you get on the roster because we have extreme vetting in the uh, and security. So you can't get in unless our, your name is registered with us. And you've got to have ID. And so all I want is a copy of your military ID and stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you know any veterans that want to go, now that's just their admission in. And uh, I believe that God will help us help them with uh, meals, you know, and as he does rooms. There's uh, different uh, hotels that are still available. But this is one man's gift for 20 veterans to come. And you'll have to email me because you can't do it online. And I'll make sure you're on there. Doug, uh, the... uh, uh, admission tickets are selling out quickly. When I say I believe it will be mostly sold out by June, I'm not kidding. So, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to register for the Transhumanism and Hybrid Conference. Go to Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X dot com and register there because we want you to get your, there's a list of hotels and they, we've got special pricing, but this is unlike, I, I, it almost sounds like, uh, you know, I'm trying to pitch it but I'm saying this will be unlike any other conference ever undertaken. I don't think you uh, understand the lateness of the hour. If the smartest people in the world are worried about it, and they're the ones trying to make it come to pass, then you need to be worried too. Well, Jesus will just come and take me out before it gets bad. What happens if he doesn't? Mm, What happens if your timeline is not right? So please, ladies and gentlemen, Doug, I'm signing off right now. Thank you. God bless you. And, and Joe, blessings to you. And, and John Roberson, bless you for all the work you do in. And, and give Renee a hug for me. I know it, right, uh, I'll go home and hug my wife and say, Doug's hugging his wife, and I hug you because we both appreciate you. Amen. But we, without our wives, we couldn't do this. And, and uh, you know what? Nope. Tell Tyler is such a great, it was such a great interview the first hour. Um, and thank, thank Tyler for, for us on, on, it was great. So, all right, brother. Get some rest. Thanks. All right. Um, that was Steve Quell, stevequell.com. And, and yes, uh, the, what, what, what Steve was talking about, the, the Legal Defense Fund, 
email Steve Quayle and he'll take care of the logistics of it. Okay. So just so you know, all right, that is Steve Quayle. Go to just email stevequayle.com or Steve, it's, uh, just go to stevequayle.com and, and send him an email. The, the reason we're doing it that way, of course, is to, is to make sure it's all above board and he's taking care of that. And, but, but see, the, the, the bigger issue here and just to wrap this up is when we start seeing people detained on behalf of, uh, uh, ostensible alleged uh, issues, and we start seeing people that are, you know, really. I mean, just think back to to the Bundy Ranch debacle and and all uh, around that. What happened back then, and how everything has really accelerated over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and, and and so all of this, the the, the fight is multifaceted. So all, all of that, uh, the the really this last hour was about really uh fighting against the forces that are attempting to to quell the truth from or to stifle the truth from coming out and it doesn't matter who you know where, where those forces are coming from if it's ngo kind of entities whether it's entities that are you know nonprofits who are uh saying that uh, that we are engaged in hate speech and should be terminated on the grounds of hate speech or whether there are groups out there attempting to revise Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act. You see how deep this goes? It goes really deep. So all of those components, just for a matter of clarification, all of those components are what we've been looking at and what we've gauged the attorneys in. So um, hopefully at some point, and by the way, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi is aware of, I mean, he's he's a big part of you know fighting this fight, um, I know the Trump administration is aware of certain aspects of this fight. If you listen to Dr. Corsi, if you listen to Infowars, if you listen to us, you know the people who are involved in really pushing back. So this is all for, for really, it's for all of us. It's not just for us, it's for all of us. So we can push forward, get the best legal minds available, and really settle the constitutional aspect of this. And, and have the freedom to, to speak. And that's all we're trying to do. And I think it's, I think it's admirable. But, but boy, I'll tell you what. Man, is it time consuming. Holy mm-hmm. moly, is it time consuming. Yeah, so, it is. Anyway, go ahead, Joe. And, un- and unnecessary, uh, well, necessary. It, you have to, you know, put in the time to make sure you can defend yourself. But all in all, when it boils down, it is uh, so unnecessary and a waste of time. <laughs> Just want to comment real quick in the last minute of the show. I don't know many people have seen what's on the front of Drudge about Facebook talking about connecting people at all costs, even if somebody dies in a terrorist attack coordinated on their tools, we're still going to connect people, they say. So, and that, that, that address, I mean, that fits so nicely into what we're is the fact though good, even if it means somebody dies. It's amazing where a conservative Christian on, on Facebook or Twitter will be censored, but if you're part of ISIS or Hezbollah, Hey man, <laughs> not only trending section, get verified. There, there you go. We will give you the the blue check mark, and yeah. So, see how upside down and backwards this is, and, and that's really crazy. Hey, I will, uh, by the grace of God, be uh, doing my program in the morning, and I'm going to be talking about the uh, the uh, the. Oh, where is it here? It's the um, spit it out now. Yeah, where is it? The is, is the investigator, the the investigator with uh, John Hoover. Talking, I'm going to be talking about that and about the things that are coming, I believe, on a domestic sense uh, uh, against the the, the, the globalists and the, and the FBI, DOJ, the, the left 
you know, the Obama holdover, shall we say, and some other things. So hopefully you'll join me tomorrow at 9. And if not, if for some reason something happens, well, my apologies. (laughs) That'll do it for us today. Have a great night. We'll see you back here tomorrow. 